Talking to Real Movies with Real Men, the world's first and only movie talk show podcast, baby. This episode brought to you by God's Not Dead 3, Fred's Dawn. Coming soon to theaters nationwide. Read about, read more about it in this month's issue of the fucking Cineplex magazine. My name is Andy. With me, as always, is the leading actor in God's Not Dead 3, that Christ-loving fuck, Muller. Hey, get ready for a new millennium. <laughs> like the Willennium. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite new album growing up. New manium. <laughs> Let's get jiggy with it, baby. <laughs> with us, as well, is the guy you might recognize from the 15-minute gratuitous sex scene in God's Not Dead 3, Brayden. <laughs> hey, everyone. I, th- I think I still own a physical copy of Willennium at home somewhere. <laughs> I hope that plays during your sex scene in God's Not Dead 3. <laughs> Same here. Um, so on Wednesday I was playing, uh, I was playing dodgeball. I, I've never done, I've never done it before in town and it was the greatest thing ever. So as an adult playing dodgeball, yeah, it was true. great. There's like 40 people there. So, um, but everybody, like all the guys there are like these farmer nerds. Like they're all wearing like Star Wars t-shirts and they're clearly like farmers. Like they've got, you know, the, the blotchy farmer skin and like well, I, I don't know you know like i don't know you know farmers like always wear like they these just si- have a look they, know, yeah they have a look to them like yeah. it's like these dutch in our area they've got these the dutch, dutch farmers, farmers right yeah. and they got like this like like their hair is just kind of like matted and like yeah. kind of curly it's not too short but it's not too long <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know and, and it's just like i just thought this was so great because i was like um you know 20 years ago it's like you would have been the nerd getting hit by dodgeballs. And yeah. now now it's like... 20 years ago, farms weren't run by people who like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I, it was just such a great sight to see these farmers, these, these nerd farmers. Like, yeah, so I guess, that, I guess farmers are nerds now. Like, if you grew up during it, oh my gosh, somebody's calling me during the podcast. This must be real difficult to silence your oh, fucking I better answer phone there. <laughs> hey, how's it going, man? We're recording the podcast right now, so you're live on the air. It's like the fucking Bill Burr podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> he answers the phone on his Yeah, podcast. so uh, just text me. Bye. And this is why we got to bring back nerd shaming, right? I mean, we, this is, we've been and campaigning this. is why this. no one has heard our podcast yet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, got a, you got a movie or something, or are we just going to talk about nerds the whole time? You've done your dodgeball anecdote no that's what i mean though if we bring oh. back nerd shaming then these nerd farmers aren't gonna think they're cool and yeah they'll just just stick know. to farming nerd yeah <laughs> get, get out of here don't think you can play dodgeball <laughs> um yeah well wow, that's so, a good movie night title enough <laughs> of, big yawn enough of your horse shit you need some yeah need get a teddy bear to help you sleep better um <laughs> moving on um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get talking movies. I guess I'll uh, kick it off here with my um, most hated movie ever of the week. Of the week. Oh Sorry, I'm texting. You want to get off your goddamn phone there, you piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> so my most hated movie ever of the week is Chappie from was that 2015 or 14? From 15? that who directed yeah. that? Neil yeah, Blum- Neil Blumpkin directed Neil that. Neil Blomkamp. We'll we'll get into him. <laughs> Blumpkin. Um, so just so everyone understands uh, what this movie is about, I'm just going to read off a little plot synopsis here. Imagine a world where everyone is really dumb. Like, really, really <laughs> I dumb. imagine it. <laughs> like, dumber than you're probably imagining right now. 
Imagine that same world is walking along the brink of a fully realized robotic artificial intelligence. Don't fret, though, about a potential robot computer takeover, because the robots are also really dumb. Like, really, really dumb. Maybe not quite as dumb as the humans, but still pretty dumb. Imagine the streets overrun with hostile gang activity. Don't worry, though. The gangbangers are also really dumb. Like, <laughs> too dumb to actually pull off anything that's more than just a simple petty crime. Greedy corporations are looking to profit from these criminals and newly formed robotic AI by pitting one to eliminate the other. But unfortunately for them, the head of these corporations are also really dumb. Like, incredibly dumb. Like, dumb enough to be outwitted by every other dumb group I've mentioned thus far in this plot synopsis. A city on the brink of collapse. Will anybody in this movie learn to come together and work as a team and actually garner up more intelligence than a fucking turkey? Jesus fucking Christ, why is everyone so fucking dumb in this goddamn movie? That's, that's maybe my most accurate plot synopsis. Yet. I tend to fuck around. I wonder what the theme of Andy's like synopsis is for this movie. Yeah. Like, I it's like uh, something about know. robots, or I don't know. I kind of tuned out. I tend to fuck fuck around a lot with these plot synopsis. Is not really tell you what it's about. That's pretty close, though. That's uh, actually not too far off from what the story is actually about. Man, Andy's really pushing this "God is dead" thing here. Or God's not dead today. I just, how sacrilegious can we get? Mm. Um, so my, my problem with this movie, uh, if you didn't uh, gather from my plot synopsis, is that everyone and everything in this movie are so fucking stupid. Like all the decisions they make are, are bafflingly dumb. And you like even as a viewer not paying attention, you can come up with better ideas than they are in the plot of this movie, like like the characters in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, so it, like, it's hard to even know where to start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start just talking about how everyone is so dumb and just <laughs> take a few examples of each of, of, of a few of the different, different characters, of the main characters and, and, and talk about the dumb decision-making processes they have. Like, it, it, like honestly, like, like when I was thinking about this, it's hard, hard to even know where to start because there's just like every, almost every minute of this movie it's just like, what? Why are they doing that? Why don't they? Why don't they do this? Like, like you're just sitting there questioning it the whole time, and it, it's 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 kind of incredible in a way. Um, so the first first character I want to talk about is the main character. It's it's the the dude from Slumdog Millionaire. The, I was the, gonna the black guy. Uh, he's blackish. He's Indian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that guy. Okay. That's not white. So yeah, it's it's pretty much that's about right. I was going to refer to him as Slumdog for this whole thing, but I don't know if that, that might, that might come yeah. off or that might come off as racist or something. I don't know. You don't know what these kids nowadays. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, he plays this uh, super smart uh, engineer guy and he's, he works at this company uh, that works in like robotics and whatnot. And they make this, uh, this new like SWAT robot that the police have been using to like eliminate all almost all crime. Like they've done a really good job getting rid of crime ethically by the, by the way too. Like they don't do anything seemingly horrible. Uh, but he was, he was the engineer that worked at this company that invented, uh, the robot and at home on his own time, uh, he's been 
uh, working on on fully conscious uh, artificial intelligence. Just in his spare time, right? Just like that guy from Mex Machina. Oh, yeah, I was just working in the basement. Made some fully conscious AI to revolutionize humanity. Yeah, only way dumber than that guy. <laughs> yeah. Way dumber. So way are these things than... as cool as the Ed 209 or... Well, there is an Ed 209 like ripoff thing coming later in this movie from Robocop. We'll get to for that. people who don't know what Ed 209 is, like these they freaking know. nerds. We'll get yeah, of course, everybody just knows what the Ed 209 is, right? <laughs> like you they should nerds. They should. If the world hadn't forgot about Robocop. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked here. Um, so, in his in his spare time, he's he's typing away on his computer for software to, to really develop fully conscious AI, and it, it has this weird montage that I won't get into of him typing on his computer, and they try to make it look all exciting, but he's just <laughs> typing on his computer developing <laughs> software. It's <laughs> so fucking stupid. But anyway, um, so but he does it, and and it, and in the montage, it has like this little like it keeps zooming in on one part of the screen that says like. Uh, working, working, 175%, 85% uh, failure. It doesn't work. And then eventually it says 100%. Like you, you oh, did man. It. Yay, or it's <laughs> like like, as if like he knows how long it takes to program like this unprecedented technology. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's like, like how many percents is it It's a bizarre done? montage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he has the, the software for the AI and he wants uh, to test it out. So he worked, like I said before, he works at this robot uh, facility. Sorry, I have to interrupt you. Yep. I just got this image in my head of like Christopher Columbus, like on the sea being like, we're 80% to discovering yeah. a new world. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, like no one's ever, yeah, sorry, continue. Um, so he works at this robotics company. So he visits uh, uh, his boss and they had just discovered that one of these SWAT robots, because there's, there's hundreds of these SWAT robots helping up the police. One of them got hit by like a grenade or a rocket launcher explosion or something, and it's defective now. It its battery chassis, I think they say, is is was damaged and it can't. Its battery chassis. I th- I'm pretty sure I remember them saying like C H A S I S, like a chassis. Yeah. Like like a thing that just you know like that just holds it in place. It's just the thing that holds the battery. Yep. Um, <laughs> so anyway, okay, just just checking if that's uh, the big problem. A on this amount. particular robot, it was damaged and they, it can't. Uh, its battery can't charge. So he wants to test his AI, AI software. So he goes to his boss and says, hey, uh, there's this defective robot. Uh, can I, I, I've just developed this AI soft, software. I'm really excited about it. Can I take it and put it in it? Uh, and his boss says no, which I, I might get into that later if I have some time. But think about how goddamn cruel of a thing this is to do. It's yeah. like you, you have a robot that's only going to live. It says it had like five days worth of energy or whatever to live. And you're going to give it a full consciousness and, and try and teach it to live and, and, and what is life and whatever. But it's going to die in like five days. It's going to like, it's going to have a sense of humanity or whatever you want to call of it. It's going to develop essentially a fear of death. And then die. It sounds like a <laughs> like rip off of the ring. Five days. <laughs> like, it's the cruelest fucking thing you could have put it in. And it's like, you might think, oh, well, maybe that's, you know, that's the only thing you could have put it in. But, well, A, so when he's doing his little montage, he, like, he's a super nerdy uh, looking dude. And he has all these, like, fancy stuff in his house, fancy technology in his house. And, you know, he's doing well off because he developed this, this robot or whatever. Um, he has a little, a little tiny little butler robot. It's not, it's not anything fancy, but it like <laughs> clean, it like cleans the house and brings him drinks, like while he's working on this, this montage. Right. I just remember sitting in the theater and like he goes and he's like, you know, he wants to put it in this, this defective, uh, this defective robot, <laughs> and his, and his boss says no, um, and I just been sitting in the theater. I put wanted, it in the butler. I wanted to just yell. I was like. 
put it in the butler. Like the whole time. It's like, like he's sitting here trying to talk his boss more and more. And I'm in the back theater. No, no. Put it in the butler. Like the whole time. Like, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> but then like, you th- but the more you think about it, like you don't, you don't even really, you don't even really need the butler. He has a computer and you can see all these like junker computers he has in his house in the back. In the back. Just run the AI on your computer. If you're just, it, do, if, it doesn't need arms and legs. If you just want to like test run. it out, yeah, it doesn't need a body. Like I, I kind of feel like the director, uh, Neil Blomkamp, like, Blomkamp. like his idea of like AI like has to be a robot of some kind. Like it yeah. can't just be um, mm-hmm. a, a a digital mind of some of whatever. As variation. if like as if the it has to be a robot. The advancement of like humanity is like like we like we haven't figured out robots yet. We have like millions of robots present day. Yeah, like it's not the arms yeah. and the legs moving. That is the big thing. It's the mind. Well, he probably wanted to like fornicate with it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why he wanted a, a human-shaped thing. I don't know. It's pretty like metal. There's a lot of places you. Can, <laughs> looks like you cut yourself on a lot of yeah. different places. That's. I know some people who are into that. Um, but yes, it's like he's so hell bent on getting it in one of one of these like robots that it's like, dude, you could just put it in your fucking yeah, butler or just run the software on your fucking like a junker computer that that's not connected to anything else, so it can't harm anything. Yeah. But instead, but instead, so his his boss says no. Uh, she almost comically says no, like she she says no, and it's like I totally understand yeah. why this corporation maybe wouldn't want to do it. Like they're basically a security firm of sorts. And, and, and the, they could just be like, yeah, we don't want to work on uh, artificial intelligence. You know, we're just a simple, basically weapons facility of some sort. We're just a simple arms dealer. Here. But <laughs> instead, like the way, the way he's trying to describe it to her, he's like, uh, imagine uh, a robot that could, uh, that could write poetry and whatever. He's, he's really like passionate about it. And then uh, Sigourney Weaver, who is the head mm-hmm. of the corporation, she's like, really, Dion? You, that's the character's name. You want to make a robot that reads poetry? And like, that's the whole lie. She has this dumb fucking look on her face when she's saying it. Like, that's it. That's how she's brushed off. But whatever. She says no. Uh, so instead of putting it in the butler... Or putting it in a computer, he decides that he's going to break into his company. To a security company. To a security company. It's essentially a robot or a weapons-like facility. Uh, he he's a lot of be- things that would want to kill you. And, I mean, at the very least, you're, if you get caught, you're going to be fired. Why doesn't he, like, yeah, break into the at Hoover the vacuum least. store and, like, steal one of those to put the AI in? <laughs> I don't know. Put it, put it in the butler. Um, <laughs> Break so into your he, own closet. Yeah, he so he decides to break into there, which is which is uh, uh, problematic because it's just like, yeah, like you would you you can assume it's this weapons robot facility like that's basically in in working along with like the city government to rid the whole thing of crime. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna have these fucking things on lockdown. You're either gonna yeah. get fired, you're gonna <laughs> get like shot. Uh, you're gonna get mm-hmm. put in jail or killed, like the worst, worst possible yeah. option. You but think there'd be like military grade security there, guarding these yeah. things? Like they're, it's a, it's a, I'm it's a dangerous <laughs> building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. It's um, a good plan, guys. Don't knock it. Don't knock yeah. it if you haven't tried it. So. He, he, he successfully uh, breaks into the, <laughs> the facility. I'll, I'll get a bit more into the, the ludicrousness of him being able to break into this facility later when I'm talking about the corporation. Um, but he breaks into this place, uh, steals the defective robot he wanted, which, remember, can only live for, like, 
five days or so. It has five days roughly worth of energy. Um, and after stealing the defective robot, uh, he's kidnapped by a bunch of gangsters along the way. And the gangsters are, uh, people might recognize them as uh, Die Antwoord. Yeah. South African, South African, South American, where the fuck? Yeah, is they're, South they're still South, South African. South African rap group. Cool music video. They basically play themselves uh, in the movie, like a fictionalized version of themselves. Uh, but anyway, so they... And they're gangsters. They're gangsters. They're thugs. Yeah, we'll get to them later because okay. they're, they're also part of this yeah, everyone, is, everyone is dumb <laughs> category. They, they fall <laughs> into this line but I'm still on the protagonist here and some of his dumb actions and decision making skills so he gets kidnapped by this thing and they're kidnapping him because uh, they need they, they, they want access to, to the robot facility they want to get the robots to work for them for reasons I will get to later uh, and they assume they follow this guy and they assume you know he's, a, he's high up in this, this corporation and he'll have access to the remote control or the computer. I think they literally just describe it as a remote control for all the robots so that they can get them to work on their side. <laughs> um, and instead of saying like, oh no, you know, I just work in a cubicle there because he literally doesn't even have his own office. He just works in a fucking cubicle. Like he's not the head of security or whatever. Um, instead, he decides to show them the robot that he had stolen in the back of his van and upload the AI then as he's kidnapped by the gangsters and leaves the robot with the gangsters. Okay. Like, the decision-making skills of this man, who's apparently incredibly smart, it's just like, why did you even tell them about the robot? It's a defective robot that wasn't even on. You didn't need to know anything about it. They certainly, like, there was no... You didn't need to reveal to them that you have artificial intelligence. There's like no prompting of like, yeah, what's this broken robot? Nothing like that. He's like, he's like, here, hold on. I can help you this way. And he shows him this robot and loads up the AI. And it's just like, why the fuck are you showing them all this? Like, this is, this, you're going to, you're going to be in so much shit. <laughs> like, like, this, like, like, this was already a flawed plan. Like, like, again, get with potential to get arrested or fired or killed from your work. It's like, you're only increasing, you're only just getting more and more involved. It, it's, it was just baffling. It's like, why did you even tell them about the AI? They could have seen the robot in the back and, be, and seen that it was clearly like blown to bits a little bit and been like, oh yeah, it's a defective robot. I can turn it on, but it's it's fried. Like you can't do anything with it. Nope, I'm going to upload the AI and just hand it over to you and let you raise the robot for some reason. <laughs> uh, it's, so it, it's just baffling. It's it's really baffling. and, and Raise the robot. <laughs> well, uh, the reason I say that, uh, getting on to uh, my next... Uh, of his of the main character's poor decision making thing, the, the last of him that I'll talk about. Um, he decides so they upload the AI thing, and, and he's hanging out with the gangsters to 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 teach this new uh, robotic AI about life and whatnot. And it's like he's this super smart engineer, but the way they're going about trying to teach this AI is like you would like a baby. Like they're holding up like a toy, like a toy rubber chicken or something like chicken, chicken, or my name is Dion. My name is mm -hmm. why whatever. Just, why don't they just get them, show them pictures in Microsoft, you know, paint? Why don't, yeah, like, like, <laughs> why not at least, like, I understand where you want to raise this thing from the ground up to emulate life or whatever, like, but why not at least just to quicken the process a little bit? Upload, you know, just some basic language, just so they, well, they understand that, so like some text or something. You do, like, no, you do, in AI, you do want to, like, teach it that way, but it just doesn't make sense to do that. Like, you would want it to look at, like, hundreds of thousands of images per minute 
and like analyze them and like mm-hmm. look at the comparison. Like you don't want to teach it, give it basic skills because you want it to start from nothing and then like learn through like there's a certain process that it learns through. So it is better for it to have nothing so that it um yeah. Because it's, anyways, I won't get, I'm not going to get into AI. You nerd. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're not totally punch. wrong for that. But I think that's really weird that they're like showing them things like it's like a thousand times slower than the way that they should be doing it, which yeah. is. Well, so yeah. what this actually kind of lines up with. Wait, so Diane uh, Ward's like holding up rubber duckies and stuff like trying to. Teach they have like room. they have like this warehouse that they live at that's like it's it's kind of themed like how they are. Like they're kind of weird and everything's wacky around them. They have all this crap lying around and whatnot. Um, Sounds fun. So moving on to uh, more people who are incredibly dumb in this movie. We've talked a little bit about them already. The gangsters. Uh, Die Antwoord, the ninja guy's his name. Do you, do you know them? Ninja and what's the other one? Yeah, lady? yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really remember their names. But like I've seen a few <clears throat> music videos and like I like the... They have a weird persona that's you can't really d- digest for too long. But I think the idea of them being like gangsters in a movie, like like villains, is like... A really good idea. I was actually, Cause, cause, I was actually fine with it. Yeah, I, they, they would be like kind of dummies. Like a lot of like, people shit on them in the movie, and I had no real problem with them because they were like, yeah, they were kind of dummy gangsters that didn't know anything about robotics. But why would they? They're just yeah. a bunch of like hoodlums, and they're just kind of like really selfish and whatever. Just like yeah, I actually for, yeah, for the most part, they worked for me. I didn't have any problem. I'd with like them to see that in maybe a good movie. Maybe maybe have them have them like cast because yeah, they could. They I think they could be really good. Um. So, uh, Die Antwoord, they're, they're fict- fictional versions of themselves, they're gangsters, and they owe this other uh, much more powerful gangster, I think it was like two million bucks, do you remember, Brayden? It was like two million dollars they owed him or something. So, which is like ten dollars in future money, right? <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's, it takes place in South Africa. Uh, two million Trump- Trumpians. <laughs> they, owe him, they owe him a lot of dollars. We'll say Trump our dollars. dollars, just imagine comparable to North American money, oh. like two million dollars worth okay. of money. Um, so they need, and, and they have a week to pay him off or he's going to come and, and, and kill him. Just go to America. So, like, an, initially their plan is to just, uh, like I said, they want to get the remote control to get the robots to work on their side. That, that's their words, not mine. As if there would mm-hmm. be, like, a single remote control that controls all the robots. Like a, like a Harmony remote? Like yeah, a, I guess. universal. Like, that's how they talk about it. But again, that that worked for me because they're just a bunch of dumb gangsters. It's like, yeah, that that's how that's they, funny that, that's that how that's that. how they imagine it. But I don't think that's how Neil wrote it. Neil Blomkamp. I don't think Neil that's Blomkamp. how he wrote it. I think like he wrote it like yeah, the, the remote for the robots. You need the they AI need remote. They need the AI remote remote control. But so they that's why they kidnap uh, Dion. They see him. Uh, they're scouting the location. They see him leaving. They, they kidnap him and say, hey, get us the remote. And he says, yeah, I don't, have the, I don't have the remote. There is no remote or whatever. Yeah, there is no remote. That's when he shows them the robot AI. So, that, so their new plan is just like one of the most difficult ways they could possibly try and get money in a week's time. They're like, okay, we have this robot that has AI now. We can get it to work for us and help us uh, like rob uh, one of those like trucks that delivers money to banks and whatever. An armored, armored car. Yeah, an armored car. Yeah. Armored car. Wait, um, we're going to take the greatest invention ever and just use it to rob like a Brink security yeah, truck? Like, yeah. In, like in, that's the plan. In, in essence, yeah. Instead of like, let's sell this technology like, oh yeah, we have, like, we have this nuclear bomb, like this billion dollar nuclear bomb. Let's use it to hold a country ransom for two million dollars, <laughs> and we'll point the bomb at them. Like yeah. we're gonna use the SAR bomb on you if you don't give us our 
one million dollars. So whatever. like, I I understand that getting that much money uh, is obviously tough, uh, but with such little time, like they only have a week to get this money. Is it really an effective use of your time to t- try and teach what's essentially a baby? <laughs> uh, like high high level robberies, like they have to teach it again. They're teaching it from the ground up. They're not doing it the broken way that I would. Uh, they're teaching it from the ground up, like 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 a toddler, like teaching it words and whatnot. It's like they have a week's time to get this thing ready to like teach it to fight Sorry. and rob and steal and shit. W- what is with these crappy robots that they can't just put a new battery in? Like, I can put a new battery in my car. It was like, something... They, like, they, it's they, like... There was some explanation for it. I don't know if it was good or bad, because I don't, I don't know enough about Apparently the future is just... It re- was something like the battery was, like, molded to the chassis, and it couldn't be removed, or something like that. It, Man, there, was, there was an explanation. That's why I'm not harping on it. Okay. I don't know if it was a good one, but it was a defective robot that only... To me, it sounds like the live. bad part of that explanation is the future they envisioned where people are making technology less modular <laughs> rather than more modular and like HPs like it's it's like clearly the way the technology is going like oh you're gonna get the new phone that has modular pieces you can just take out a camera put in you know all the pieces separate and you can just create your own so it's like apparently they're envisioning a future where everything goes backwards and like we start making things less like you know, well, separatable. Yeah. I don't know how to put it, but it's the script of an incompetent writer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's a very weird future. An incompetent that he's writer trying to write something that's m- way more smart than he is. Like, yeah. um, so yeah, it's like I just couldn't help but thinking. It's like this is a really, really difficult plan to get two million dollars. Where it's like, yeah, I'll raise this baby to to rob a bank because this baby's really strong. But it's like it's still like a toddler. Like you got to teach it like ethics and then break its ethics and then get it to like rob and steal and shit like in a week. You got a week to pull this off. Like that's a really dumb plan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But one of the things uh, I absolutely just thought was fucking hilarious. So Ninja, the one, the dude in Die Antwoord, throughout the entire movie, he is depicted as the biggest piece of shit throughout the whole movie Great. like like huge asshole like yeah, that, that's a good like, that's a good role for him like like the lady diane word lady gangster she's like you know treating him like 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 she's her mother and like trying to be nurturing or whatever and then he comes up she's and he's like so come on chappy i'm gonna go show you something he like he like abandons him in like this like high crime like neighborhood and all these like thugs like start beating him up and stuff like, <laughs> like literally this is what happens it sounds childish but like so he's treating Chappie like shit the whole time. They're all trying Wait, to like which, ner- the die antwoord guy or nin- the ninja n- ninja nin- treats at Chappie like crap. Yes, ah, okay, um, okay, gotcha. He's just a piece. Wait, of did shit you say that Chappie got beat up by a bunch of yeah. thugs? Yeah, he why like, are a bunch of thugs coming in to beat up a robot? Because they they look at it and they say it's like oh it's one of those police robots. Okay, look out. okay. And then it's like cowering and they're like oh look it's cowering because they're used to being like tormented by these <clears> robots. So they start harassing it and then Chappie has to like walk all the way home. And like loses an arm this is or something so like weird, that. This is so weird, man. But anyway, the point being is that Ninja in this movie is the biggest fucking asshole. Like everyone else is trying to like eat all the other even even all the other like uh, Diane Word gangsters. There's some other guy with Diane Word. They're all trying to treat Chappie like he's one of them and whatnot. And he's like, "Come here, Chappie, you fucko. We're gonna go like abandon you in this thing." Like, huh. and he just treats everyone like fucking shit. And then at the end, when like a bunch of people die and whatnot, he gets all like. All of a sudden, just out of nowhere, and like the snap of a finger, he's like worried about everyone, and like their movie's trying to make you sympathize with him, and like he tries to play like martyr or whatever. Like he tries to be like, "Go away, I'll take care of this." Is this other 
more big robot that I'm going to get to uh, shortly uh, is about to like kill them all. And he's like, no, he does the thing where he raises his arm in the air, like thinking he's about to be, he doesn't end up dying, but it's like all of a sudden it's like, I'm supposed to be sympathizing with this guy who was the biggest fucking asshole, like (laughs) not in a fun way, (laughs) like just in like, he's treating everyone like a fucking prick. (laughs) Like, and then you're supposed to sympathize with me. It's really unearned sympathy. Like really, really, really unearned sympathy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was pretty weird. So, I, again, I, I could talk so much more about these gangsters, but I still have a bit to go through. Um, moving on to another character that is also really dumb in this movie. Kind of, I, I guess he's, yeah, he's pretty much the main antagonist in the movie. The main oh. antagonist is not Ninja. I'm talking about uh, Hugh Jackman. He plays, the, he plays the antagonist to Dion, uh, who also, he works for the same robot company. He's like an ex-military yeah. dude. I guess I don't remember. Angry army guy. Angry Angry, (laughs) angry military guy, but he's he's also an engineer and and he also uh, works at the same company as Dion, uh, developing these robots. And and it's just he's unreasonably jealous of you you got you got your peanut there, Muller? Drop my peanut on the floor. Uh, so Hugh, Hugh Jackman just seems unreasonably like the only reason for him to be like act as villainous as he does um, is because he's just jealous. He's just jealous that they took Dion's robot plan over his robot plan, but his robot plan. Yeah, what was his plan? Remember he had the Ed 209. This is where we're going to get oh, to the yeah. next. So this is has, just like, just like RoboCop, isn't it? A little bit. Maybe in, in this aspect well. of Maybe it. Uh, yeah, there, I guess I've never even thought about it, but I guess there is a little bit of parallel. Uh, between this and robot, where they have like the actual robot, yeah. like norm, m- normal looking dude, but then they also have someone who's developed this giant mech that's. Like, and they don't want to use their mech. Yeah, it's yeah. unsafe for testing, but yeah. So he's his whole reason to hate Dion is just because he's jealous that he doesn't like that they chose his simple little SWAT robot um, over his gigantic like rocket launcher super weaponized mech the thing is like 20 <laughs> feet tall it's gigantic it, it kind of looks like the ad 209 from robocop from the original robocop it's just huge um but yeah so it's just dumb because like dion dion hasn't done anything specifically to hugh jackman he didn't do anything to sabotage his mech plan or anything like that he just built a robot that they went with mm-hmm. and they didn't go with hugh jackman's robot and like he basically almost wants to kill <laughs> like like Dion, I know. Is um, there a scene where he beats him up in the office or something? There's a scene. I'll get into that. I actually, okay. I actually didn't even uh, write that, that down just, here, but uh, we'll yeah. get into that because okay. it's so ridiculous. But so he in 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 the middle of the movie, he has another opportunity to pitch uh, his mech robot to the police force. It, now remember, it's this. It's gigantic. It's like the size of like a tank, but with like huge legs. It's like towers over everyone. It's got like missiles attached to it. It can like fly and kill stuff and whatnot. And so he pitches it to the police force and the police force might be the only smart people in the entire fucking world. Cause I, it, what they said was exactly what I was thinking is they said, well, what is a police force? have to use this for like we don't need like these the, the little like SWAT robots the little chappy robots like they're doing a, a great job of, of of ethically clearing out all the criminals why the hell would we need this giant mech that's like shooting missiles and rockets <laughs> it's like completely excess and I'm sitting there at the back of the theater and I'm like 
pitch it to the military. <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> like, why are you pitching this to the fucking police force? Take this to the military would want this thing. It's like, this, it's like basically a giant, it's like a drone the size of a fucking tank that can fly and like shoot missiles and it's got giant scissor hands and like cut Sounds pretty cool. Half. Yeah, it's awesome. But like, yeah. why the fuck would you, how insane are you to pitch this to the police? What kind of world do you want to live in where the police have access liberal to this agenda. fucking agenda. There's a liberal Holy agenda fuck. here. Movie so propaganda. It's just such a dumb plan. It's like he's all angry at, at Dion because his robot was successful, but it's like your robot would be successful if you weren't trying to pitch it to people who have no fucking use for a giant like flying tank. Pitch it to the goddamn military. Like, <laughs> just insane. Um but yeah, so there's so he hates he hates Dion uh like fucking crazy in it. And there's a scene where I don't know, he, like he's kind of on to Dion and, and the whole chappy robot, like he, he's on to him, but he doesn't want to rat him out because he just wants to fuck with him. And in the middle of like their cubicle style office, they're surrounded by like at least 20 other workers, like a huge office full of people. He's got a gun on him because I imagine it's South Africa and everyone just carries a gun on them. Yeah, <laughs> I would sure imagine, that's, I would imagine like, yeah. that's a thing. That's what South and Africa is like. And he's an ex-military, ex-military dude. Uh, he just he walks up to Dion and like slams Dion's head on his desk and like takes his other hand like oh, over, yeah. over the top and like pushes the nuzzle of the gun up against like Dion's forehead in the middle of their office and I'm like holy fucking shit he's gonna get fired like he's gonna get arrested in like the middle of the movie like it's in the middle of the workday he's <laughs> the just villain's gonna get he's arrested he's just got his fucking head up against uh, he's got the Dion's head up against the desk with the fucking gun like right up against his temple and then he just pulls back he's like i'm just kidding mate because he has some weird accent that i'm not going to try and emulate but he's like, i'm just kidding mate it's not not loaded not loaded and no one in the office cares <laughs> everyone's like okay it's not a problem yeah. not a problem so this is the future he doesn't even get suspended the boss yeah. doesn't even come out and be like hey no more fooling yeah. around out here yeah. shaking her finger like nothing like that like no, he just goes back Your to his ass desk. is grass, McConaughey. I think I think that was probably the hardest I laughed when we when you and I watched that together, that was Andy. So funny. It was so funny. And yeah. like what a mismatch. Like obviously Hugh Jackman is could beat the crap out of this guy. Like, <laughs> like he's I don't know. He doesn't need a gun to like no, threaten him. <laughs> not at all. Um so the last uh character I want to talk about that's really dumb in this movie uh, is uh, the head of the company that they work for, uh, it's Sigourney Weaver. She plays the lead of this company. Very progressive, this movie, a woman in the workplace, you know. Wow. But uh, <laughs> I, I already talked a little bit about her rejecting. Sigourney uh, Weaver as like a proactive female role. This movie is a trailblazer. <laughs> Holy cow. Showing women they can do things. Showing women they can be just as dumb as men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is real movies with real men. So yeah, I already talked about her like rejecting the AI based on the fact that really it can't it'll read poetry. I don't I don't give a fuck about that. Like, don't you want to make a lot of money? No, from a robot that reads poetry? No. Like, already done, but we've already already talked about that a bit. But I just want to talk about the horrendous security measures that this company that she runs has. So again, she runs basically a weapons weapons robot facility. All of these SWAT robots, like the police cops, like this giant mech thing is held in this thing. They develop it. Like it's all run. All the computer software is controlled by this weapons facility. And all that's needed to, to break into the facility and alter all the robots programming is this little like... 
USB stick that you can plug into your computer and just reprogram every anything. And any employee can just walk up and take it out at any time. And there's only one of them. And oh, and yeah. this is like a this is like a military robot facility, robot weapons facility, and everything is in control of just this tiny little USB stick that anyone can just uh, take <laughs> at any time. Both Dion and Hugh Jackman break into this facility more times than I can even remember. Like it happened <laughs> so many times where they anytime do. they needed to like yeah. do something skeevy, they would just like go into the basement of their their company where all the robots are held and just walk in. And take it. That's where that's where Hugh Jackman realizes the USB stick's gone, and that Dion took it. But while he was breaking in after, while he was breaking in, <laughs> there's even... like you would think, okay, so the door there was probably two armed uh, guards there. Mm, Nobody no. like in any f- official capacity no, discovers this. They it's don't, all like people they just don't keep show, breaking in after you don't each other. See, oh, you don't see tough. any camera footage of anyone. Like the, seemingly, they don't have security cam set up. Like no password that they have to type. Well, you got to remember like, what futurists have been predicting is that in ten years, all security cameras in a electronics will all of a sudden be like 9,000 times more expensive. So like they can't afford <laughs> that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's just one of those weird things that happens in Neil Blomkamp's Blumpkin's future. But like there's literally no consequences for all the things that Dion and Hugh Jackman do in the movie. They both, like she said no to taking the robot. He just breaks in, steals that little USB stick that controls all the robots takes it home, takes this robot and no home. no one suspects and him, I keep even think, though he's I keep, the only I keep person. Thinking, I kept thinking, like, okay, it's going to come to a point where, yeah, this is dumb that he's able to just break into here. But eventually, some of the tension in the movie is going to come from uh, his work being on to him and him having to kind of run from the yeah, law. Yeah, he's gone Doesn't over happen. the line too many times, Doesn't happen. right? Doesn't Breaking happen. Bad, <laughs> it does not happen. He's catching up to him. Does not happen awesome. at all. Eventually, Hugh Jackman gets gets the USB stick back. I don't remember how, but he gets it back, and then he like reprograms all the the SWAT robots to sh- to malfunction. And I keep thinking like, oh man, like he's gonna get in shit for this. Like like again, like some of the like he's gonna be thwarted by him getting caught doing all of these things. No, nothing. There's no consequence for anyone breaking into this robot facility. Like this. Super, like I'm assuming, billions of dollars are poured into this thing. It's like the security of the entire city is is surround is based on this facility, and anyone any one of their employees can just yeah, waltz right in, reprogram all the robots. All you need is the USB stick, which you can take out at any time. Hmm. There's even one point. Is it an actual USB stick, or is it just a USB it, type stick? It's a USB like like little. I don't know what you would call it. Like like you know the little dongle I have here. I like my, the idea that in the future they're still using it's literally USB, a little USB dongle. like USB 2.0 sticks. Like that's still, what like, it this is. technology like, hasn't increased. I mean, they don't do a zoom in on it. It says you know USB it, well, 2.0, yeah. but that's essentially what hmm. it is. It's a little like SD. EST or USB 2004. Or <laughs> um, a little like side note before I get to the big dumb ending of this movie. Um, this this company where it's like you know the protagonist and they're they're ste- like stealing from these robots. The company isn't really depicted depicted as evil. Like not like most movies that would do this. In yeah, it's not. Which no. I'll kind of give. I would almost give them some credit. But the thing is, it's like your protagonist is like stealing from them and ruining their company because all the robots are getting shot down because of this like quarrel he's having with Hugh Jackman. The corporation is kind of a victim in this whole yeah. thing from the from the actions conservative of conservative agenda. I've been saying the whole time. <laughs> like, they're not depicted as evil, dumb maybe, like everyone else is depicted in this movie. But they're not really depicted as as evil. In That's the movie. funny. I never thought of that. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just kind of funny. Like your protagonist is like stealing from them, 
ruining their fucking company and they're not doing anything wrong. They actually cleaned up all fucking crime in the city with their mm-hmm. their chappy robots. Is there like some sort of loss of freedom of speech or something? No, nothing. Nothing. There's just, nothing just, that the corporation so does they, that's they, really they wrong. just helped the crime and everyone was happier. Yeah. Except for those thugs that beat up chappy apparently. They were not not that happy. Yeah, but I mean they were breaking laws and shit. Yeah. Like stealing from people. Aren't you worried about criminals' <laughs> feelings? <laughs> No. Um, Conservative agenda. So, yeah, like, I, I, again, it was hard to know where to start, and it's hard to know where to, where to, where to end that, but just my point being is that everyone is so, f- like, every character, all their decisions are just, like, you can question them nonstop. Like, they're just like, why are you doing this? Why would you do this? Like, why is your company run like this? Blah, 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 blah. But uh, the last, like, thing I want to talk about uh, is how fucking dumb this, the fucking ending is. <laughs> like, it's as dumb as the characters. It's like the ending is a character in the movie that is also really dumb. So uh, before you hop into that, can I ask you like a few of the the dumbest things about some of each character? Like the main, so you, the main, you haven't seen sure. this? Yeah, I've n- I never saw Chappie yeah. yet. Maybe we can watch it after this. That sounds like a fun thing Fire to do. away. I don't want to see that movie for a third time. Two was, two <laughs> no. was a rough one. I, don't want to, I thought you were going to say, I don't want to see that movie for uh, 30 more years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so the, what was the main character's name? Dion? Dion. Yeah. So what? what's the dumbest thing about him? I mean, I'm, it's, it's, I guess like his, his recklessness of it, like for, mm-hmm. like I said, it's like he's, he's stealing from, from this corporate, from the this company. This guy who's apparently for, very smart and is in developing smart, AI. Uh, and then just handing that technology over to a bunch of fucking gangsters that he just could have not told them. They didn't have the, the, yeah, the stupid gangsters. they didn't, they, they didn't say like, Hey, we know you've been developing uh, AI technology. Fucking hand it over dweeb or whatever. Like, yeah, ner- <laughs> yeah. Poindexter. Nothing like that. He just decides to tell them. It's just like, yeah, it's just, just give us this chappy four eyes. We're just gonna... <laughs> reckless in like a dumb, dumb way. And uh, to a point where it's like it gets hard to sympathize. You're always supposed to sympathize with your protagonists. Yeah, like, in somehow, in some way. And so, even if your protagonist is horrible, like a Walter White type character, like you're supposed to sympathize with them because you kind of want him to win anyways. Yeah, like, they're the protagonist. You're supposed to at least sympathize with what they're doing or understand what they're doing and you can't at all because you're just like, oh, why, why the fuck are you doing this? Put it in the butler. Like, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> Man, I gotta get, that would be a pretty good sound. Put it in the butt and then I'll cut it off there. <laughs> yeah. um, so what about uh, Hugh Jasmine? It, it, it's just like I was saying, like his, his another reckless problem. Well, his just also his just. It, it, this is more the case of the poor writing. It's just like he's jealous for no reason. It's like I understand. It's like that's a good setup. Your 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 antagonist is jealous of something your protagonist did. That's mm-hmm. a fine setup, but they don't set up a way that he's reasonably jealous. Like Dion didn't do anything to. It's not like his his robots being successful was only because Dion screwed him in like some Mark Zuckerberg sort of way. Like he didn't do anything to him. Like he's just unreasonably <laughs> jealous. Did Mark Zuckerberg do something like that? <laughs> Yeah, didn't you ever, didn't you ever see social? No, network? he screwed over JTTT. Yeah, Justin That's not Timberlake and Tyler Thomas. Okay, Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> did some dodgy things okay. when, when developing this Facebook technology. Okay, yeah, he stole it. 
Anyway, storm. Um, yeah, any more questions? Uh, yeah. Well, isn't there a few other dumb characters? I want to hear all the. I want to hear their top dumb flaws. You got. I mean, I. I yeah, those, the, those, the two those are the two. Those are two top dumb. I wouldn't leave out. I like to hear. I like to flaws. see the top of the pyramid when I'm joining. A Sigourney pyramid. Weaver's like head of the corporation. She just like she's a head of a corporation, so it's like seemingly she's made some smart business moves. Just seems like a clueless, bumbling idiot. <laughs> like, she's like, yeah. Like she just seems like she has no idea what's going the on. Dumbest in her thing company. about like she's just. Bumbling around. And she just phones it in that whole movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a whole she's other brutal. thing. Like, I have nothing against Sigourney Weaver. Like, I love Sigourney yeah, Weaver most of the time. Um, yeah. But she phones it in fucking hard. <laughs> like, like the way I delivered her lines is roughly how yeah. she delivered the lines. So like, the dumbest thing about each character is that they're dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny because her performance reminded me of... Jodie Foster, who phoned it in pretty hard in Elysium, yeah, this previous this, movie, yeah, right? Like, maybe just no, like maybe Neil Blomkamp is like a huge asshole to women or something, and they're just like, oh, yeah. fuck this guy. Like, I'm not gonna give all these like <laughs> these like really good actresses just, yeah. just being like, fuck him. I'm not can, giving my best can, effort can, for this shit. <laughs> Go on. Can we quickly uh, define phoning it in for any of our idiot listeners? It's just like someone who's capable of acting really well, just not trying. Like, yeah. like they, they've they've taken they some. They just want a paycheck. They've or, taken some movie yeah. role they just don't care about, and it's like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna come in, I'll, I'll read my fucking lines, take my paycheck, and get the fuck out of here. I don't care about this movie. It's not a passion project for them. They're capable of 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 doing well, but they're they're. They're just like, ah, fuck it. I know Tommy I was so really this. phoned it in for the room. Oh, fuck that. He was trying his hardest. <laughs> oh, he um, was trying so hard. He's always trying. <laughs> um, so anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, with all this great content this to bring great. to your ears, from real men's mouths to real women's ears. Last thing I want to talk about, about <laughs> Shappy, uh, is the big dumb fucking ending. Where, so... Uh, Hugh Jackman uh, finally breaks into the facility again and and releases <laughs> releases his like he gets the approval from Sigourney Weaver to 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 we got like all the Chappie robots are fucked because he programmed them to to shut down so crime is just gone crazy and he's like look we got to release uh, my my Ed two hundred nine ripoff robot we got to stop all this crime she's like yes do it yeah. stop the Chappie robot as as if that's their biggest fucking concern mm-hmm. is stopping the Chappie robot when all the the other robots have also shut down but anyway so he has free run to just take this mech out and and just wreak havoc and he decides to go uh, kill the gangsters and try and kill Chappie and, and and kill dion and whatnot and in that whole kerfuffle one way or another um dion gets shot he gets mortally wounded he's about to die uh lady die antwoord lady gangster she gets shot and killed uh instantaneously um and Chappie's, uh, his, his battery is dying. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's completely, it's even, he's got like a couple hours left. Um, so every, everyone's either dying dead or, or yeah, their battery's about to run out. So they, they break back into the facility again where Chappie earlier in the movie, I haven't talked about this cause there's just so much to get into. Chappie actually used like this weird, uh, headset that connects to a computer and he developed a way to transfer your consciousness um, I'll actually get a little bit into that later because they do it through the use of some really blatant advertising that's fucking Ooh, hilarious. Oh, yeah. uh, consciousness <laughs> transfer. <laughs> it's not far off from that. <laughs> so anyway, they break yeah. into the facility. He takes the headset and and he transfers 
Uh, before Chappie transfers his mind to the mind of another robot, he transfers Dion's mind, who's dying at this point because he got shot. Uh, he transfers his mind to a robot. So this is all like experimental technology, right? Yeah, very like experimental. It's very experimental. So we'll There's just throw note. a few more Sure. I mean, they're, the... they're, they're dying, so it's like, okay, this yeah, is, this is well a last-ditch effort. That's not too absurd. But, yeah, so Chappie gets a new robot body. Dion, his mind gets put into uh, a, one of these like robots that was shut down, but he wakes up and he meets up with Chappie. And then Lady Gangster, who's already dead, they find out that Chappie had already uploaded her mind to a, a USB stick because everything's just done through a USB stick in this. Right. So they load that her mind from the USB stick onto another robot, and it's just... Robot bodies <laughs> for everyone. Like, you got a robot body. I got a robot body. You've got a robot body. You've got a robot <laughs> body. Everybody gets a robot <laughs> body. Much the end. And it's in like five minutes that this happens. Too. It's like the, the ending of Iron Man 3 when there's like 90 like Iron Man suits flying around yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was just so great. I just remember being in the theater like almost like just clap and be like, yay, robot <laughs> bodies for everyone. Everyone. Man, I hope somebody like if we, our podcast ever get, <laughs> gets popular, I hope somebody uploads that into a GIF of the Oprah, like with the bees one, <laughs> you know, but with uh, everyone's robots. So side note, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about uh, so the mind transferring technology. So they have this little like this little helmet thing, all these wires sticking out of it, and and and. Chappie found a way to transfer. He was looking through computers trying to find the code of, of minds so he could tech, he could maybe transfer that because he's worried about dying at this point because he knows his battery is running out. So he's got to find a way to transfer the information. For whatever reason, that can't be done through a, a, a USB or whatever. And he if has his to battery runs out, of course, like his hard drive will somehow be wiped. But initially, <laughs> an, yeah, 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 exactly. But, you know, like the USB stick, you know, the battery that that one has, like... Nope. Also, <laughs> also dumb. So, but he's trying this just on a computer. And he's just trying this on the computer, and he can't quite do it because the thing is trying this this headset thing that they stole from the facility. It 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 reads like brainwave activity, so it can't read Chappie's mind because he's just like a bunch of, you know, he's just a bunch of code, just a bunch of hardware and, and software. Um, so he's finally able to do it when earlier in the movie, Ninja Gangster had acquired, I think it was like. Somewhere around like five to ten PS4s, like okay. he had acquired them. I won't get into it because I don't. I only kind of remember. In the future, like nobody's released like another <laughs> yeah, PlayStation yet. PS4. It's he like was, I got my PS4 yeah, Pro. Dude, the next like, one's the it PS4. Shows like a close-up. There's of like a stack of like, and it's PS like the boxes. box. It's not like the PS4s. It's they're they're still in the. Man, the this box. is like a real bad yeah. anachronism. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so so Chappie uses like. Four PS4s all plugged in together, and and this headset thing, and his computer wasn't able to do it. But the four PS4s. How's he plugging them together? He's I just like plugging the <laughs> HDMI cable from no one to the idea. next. Like, but like what? So he was, he was un, like, at this point, super smart chappy was unable to program it on his computer. But once he gets a hold of a few PS4s, right I, out of the box. I mean, <laughs> okay, so. As as much as that is a really bad, blatant advertising, <laughs> super egregious um, 
it, it has been. I remember when the PS3 came out, like there was like, I don't know if it was like a university or like a military application, but they made a supercomputer by linking up like 200 PS3s and combining the processing power. I'm like, so I, at least this is based on have, something that might work. I have no like problem like with the logistics of it because it's like, ah, whatever. Maybe that'd work. Maybe that'd but why work. not just use PCs? But like, why not just use a computer? The fact that it's like, yeah, we did this using PS4s. It's like the, <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, it was a Sony production. So it's like, yeah. this is a really really egregious like slaps you in the fucking mouth in the middle of it like boom ps4 ad like right salami slap face like mouth advertising in movies is a problem when it's used in the plot (laughs) like when they're a part of the plot i'd have to to do some brainstorming to see if it ever well, what are the subway one on uh, on Happy Gilmore? Well, that would at He's least make sense because he was he was an athlete. That as far as I remember, like he was an athlete, even in an Adam Sandler movie, like he was an athlete. <laughs> it worked got, better he, in an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, <laughs> he acquired a sponsorship. That was like okay, that, an athlete would do that, and it was funny. <laughs> yeah, so uh, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, that's essentially uh, all my points about the movie. But essentially, like what this whole thing comes down to is that Neil Blomkamp. Bumpkin. The director of this movie desperately, desperately needs to stop write, writing his movies. Like, so he was a director who had a really promising start. If, for those who don't know, he came out with, uh, he kicked off his, his career, his full length career with District 9, which is a really great and awesome, smart, so good. smart yeah. sci fi movie. There are a couple nitpicky problems, but like, really, like, for a guy's first movie that was made for like $30 million, $30 million or like next, a sci fi And it looks really epic, good. Like, yeah, like, it's a really awesome start. It's like, holy, look at this guy. We keep your eyes on this guy. And then he came up with Elysium, starring Matt Damon and the, and the little robot the phone suit or whatever. Jodie Foster. <laughs> and that movie was like, it wasn't horrendous. It was okay. But it was like a, a notable step down from the quality of District 9. And, like, and it was just the weak writing. Like mm-hmm. District 9 actually had like great social commentary and parallels to like real world events and whatnot. And he tried to do that with Elysium by just... Tr- it was a lot more heavy handed. Yeah. And the, like well, the whole message in Elysium, like without getting too much into it, was just like, boo, rich people. Yeah. And oh, they're, they're the worst. Oh, agenda. boy. Bernie Sanders' favorite fucking movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he released Chappie, which is like a, just a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's just a Does it look pretty fuck. good? Well, that's what I, that's really that's part good. of what I want to talk about, and why he needs to stop writing his movies. He doesn't need to stop making movies. He needs to stop writing them because he is a very skilled director, visual director, great cinematography. So all the robots in this movie, lots of robots in this movie, all of none of them are, are done with practical effects. They're all done with CGI, and you could almost not fucking tell. They look fucking great. They look, great. They look so yeah. real. And, yeah. and they're doing stuff like jumping from like building to building and like high action scenes, which is usually where the CGI falls apart. Right. They look fucking great. And he did this for like a budget of like, it was like 50 mil. It was like nothing yeah. for, for, for a big sci-fi action movie, like nothing. So he is clearly a very skilled director that knows how to work with a budget. He knows how to, like all the scenes are comprehensive. Like he's a skilled sci-fi director, but he's just a fucking terrible writer. Like he shouldn't be writing these movies. I, I started, I tried to figure out like what, like how did he get away with District 9? Because there's a notable dip in the quality of writing and, and script as soon as you get to Elysium, his second movie. And, and as it turns out, like for District 9, they just had like a basic plot 
and then they just they got all the actors to just improv everything. They oh, just really? improved hours and hours and hours of footage. And I think that's how it worked. He's a good idea man. He's got good ideas. The the basics of Chappie is fine. The basics of Elysium is fine. It falls apart in the finer details because he's writing these things. He really needs to stop doing that because like at the rate that he's going on, he's going to be looked at as the next uh, M Night Shyamalan. In my, oh my yeah, opinion, where it's just like this yeah. director comes off like right out of the gates, like shocks everyone with this. I mean, I haven't seen The Sixth Sense in, in years, but I know it was well-regarded movie and whatever. No one suspected. Everybody remembers. No it. one suspected the ending because he w- that wasn't his gimmick. Not at everybody the time. remembers the happening. And then just <laughs> just very quickly, within like two or three movies, declining quality, and now he's just releasing dog shit. And like, this could happen to Neil Blomkamp, and it's a fucking shame because District Nine was so great, so much fucking promise. And it's all because he's writing his movies. If you took his directing style and his directing skills and competency and handed it, handed it over and had him work with a good writer, like mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to sit down and almost have a conversation with him and be like, yeah. please, Neil. Like, like, like we haven't had a sci-fi director as promising as, as what you showcased in District 9 for a long fucking time. Like, don't do this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But he just keeps writing it now. Like, he's supposedly working on the new like aliens Alien five or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and he's that. talking about all this ideas for writing it. It's like, no, 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 no. Just pitch some ideas to it. Like a, a get one of those writers from breaking bad and sit down with yes. his ideas. <laughs> don't pen the fucking thing yourself. Like Jesus. Doesn't his Christ. wife help him write or something? Yeah, but she must be terrible too. <laughs> oh, she's, yeah, she's like, I think she helped with Chappie. She might've helped with Elysium and his other ones. I don't know. Okay. But Maybe she was like 90% of it. I don't know. 80% well, of the either way, was the, the Blomkamps need to the stop Blomkins writing. The Blomkamps need to stop blumping yeah. it up. Go find a, a, a competent writer and, and pitch your idea with him and then pitch that idea to a publishing company or producer, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that, 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 that's everything. That's, that's all I have to say. About they, so, uh, I, sorry. So I was just going to say, are, are they trying to cover like the AI theme? I don't, like, well, that, a bit? I guess that's one thing. There was a lot. I could, I, I could still talk for another like three hours about this movie. Like with, <laughs> with, with district nine, there was like clear parallels to the apartheid thing that happened. Sure. Uh, with Elysium, there's the whole nine, one percenters thing, like yeah. really heavy-handed social commentary. In Chappie, I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do. It feels like they were going for some kind of social like, were commentary. Were they trying to get you to ask anything about what's AI going to be like? like no. What like, do I have to think about? A much smarter movie came out just a couple months later called Ex Machina. That oh, actually, and I'm going to talk about that. Yeah, go <laughs> fuck sorry. yourself. Yeah. Anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> It, it at least yeah. digs in a little bit, uh, Ex Machina, about, uh, you know, some some of the depths of, of AI and what it would mean and whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I won't get into that movie. I don't know what the fuck Chappie was doing. It deals with AI and they kind of, it's like... It's more of an aesthetic me- than me- a theme. I guess. The message is more just like, uh, humans are awful to AI. It's like... <laughs> is that the message? Like, it's not the like I said. The the corporation doesn't do anything evil. Like, they don't seem exploitive or like they're. No, I don't know what the fuck the message was. Well, just because I, I want I, I want to let you wrap it up, but I do want to I want to touch on that for five minutes because I, yeah. So ra- wrap up what you got here with Chappie and. Well, it's just like. <sighs> I would be fine with a movie that's just about a robotic AI and it's not really focused on that. It's just an action movie around this character that's the AI. But it, the movie feels like it's it's more of a social... Like there's some social commentary. Like it feels like there's... there's Oh, look at humanity and that. But then it's like... But it's just this awful depiction of all these dumb people treating this robot like shit. <laughs> and like, I don't know what the fuck the message was. It's It's so bizarre. Yeah, I don't know. 
I, I mean, that, that, that's, that's all I, I really have I'm to baffled. say on it. Like, it just feels like there was, like he was, it had this tone of deeper social commentary, but there's, there's none to be found that I, that I can see. Maybe I'm just a big dummy. Maybe I'm just another one of the characters in, in Chappie, but like, I may be a big dummy, but I, I don't know. Like, I couldn't sense any. No, so I just feel like a dumb movie. Yeah, but I, I don't. Th- I, well, I guess those movies do have the, um, some sort of message, so that makes well, you think there's got to be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what the fuck he was trying to do with Chappie, but it was an absolute no, disaster. Nobody does. Um, absolute disaster. So. I think the, the the best thing about Chappie um, for me was the music. I, thought I the, remember the soundtrack is really good. Remember, I, I didn't notice that until I sat down with you to watch it, which was yeah. my second viewing and your first view. And I was like, "Oh, hey, there's some good, uh, good scores in here." I never yeah. noticed. I think because when I was in the theater, I was just too busy <laughs> sitting back and and put it in the butler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, like I think I was too busy doing that. Um, um, I don't know. I, I I don't have any movie slogan for it. Uh, I, I really no don't. alternative movie slogan. <laughs> I, I kind of don't. I'm just. Chat, I don't know. Don't. Is, uh, here's, here, I've already shouted the movie slogan. It's put it in the <laughs> butler. Put it in the butler. <laughs> That's the movie. There you go. That's pretty good. I was already um, shouting it the whole time. What do you What do you want from me? Yeah, because so obviously you guys know I'm a pretty big AI nerd or whatnot, and uh, so you you mentioned Ex Machina, which I felt really like yeah it, it started to get a little bit into in yeah into um the kind of discussing discussing like yeah what how are we going to view ai are we going to see them as humans how are we going to feel yeah. towards them is there morality towards it like it went into it a little bit but and it sounds like chappy did a really bad job yeah but, but i wanted to mention man like i know everyone's talking about it but this new westworld show like yeah. it's actually exploring that exactly how i'd want to see like i i have heard people talking about it whose opinions on stuff that i respect that i think that they actually know what they're talking about or have similar tastes to my, myself so yeah it, it seems it's something i want to check out it, I, haven't, it, I haven't got there yet it though. has so f- some flaws and like it's like i don't want to bring in ex machina as like a most hated movie because i i thought it was still a pretty good movie even though it's like i feel like oh you guys didn't really go deep into this really interesting topic of like yeah well i feel like with, with ex machina again without getting too deep into it like i don't think they were trying to too dig too deep into like the social commentary aspect or like the 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 parameters of of AI, it was more just like questioning like w- what human life and and robot interaction is going to be like. Like that's what interested me. It was less about like oh what's it going to mean for the future of robotics. It's more just like when you're interacting with a robot AI, like is is it really any any different from interacting with with just another human? If it, if it's a conscious mind, it's like and and then it gets into the manipulation aspect of it, not knowing what she's thinking and 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 the other characters thinking. It's it's it was interesting for me to look at their interaction more than, than a, a grand scheme of social commentary. Like what, right, it, right. what it's going to be like to actually interact with AI. And is it that crazy to like fall in love with an AI and stuff like that? Yeah. Totally, which I, I think was covered probably a lot better in her. Um, oh yeah. Her is an excellent movie. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get, I don't want to get deep into it, but uh, cause you know, we're here for movie hate and not for movie love, mm-hmm. but um Definitely, if you want to see something that's kind of actually trying to think of like what will the world like look like in the future when you can't tell if someone's a robot or a human, and it's like in the show, like if bad things happen to the robots, like you feel bad as if it's happening to a real character, right? Yeah. Like it's like it really gets you to ask questions that ne- I think need to be asked as far as like the grand scale of like do robots should they have rights? Yeah, I think what I liked about both X Machina and her is like it just gave this 
like other movies, it's like they could try and pick what's, depict what's going on. I'm like, oh, this loser. I'm talking more about her than X Mac. It's like this lo- look at this fucking loser nerd falling in love with his computer. <laughs> like, but then it's like you watch both of those movies more. Her deals with that more than X Machina, but. Uh, her is just like it doesn't seem unreasonable that someone would no, fall, you really in, like fall the, in love with this mind. Like, you it really like the yeah. robot by the end of the thing. Like you're like, yeah, it, she's so charming. And yeah, like, it doesn't. It makes it seem not ludicrous that someone would fall in love with their computer when another director or writer would totally be like, yeah, look at this fucking nerd <laughs> banging his computer. <laughs> okay, yeah, totally. So, anyways, um, let's get to some an ad read here for us. Uh, this episode, who, 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 what was it brought to you by? Uh, God's <laughs> Not Dead Three. So we got two sponsors. Yeah, we we're got raking two sponsors in the here. fucking dough on this episode. Oh yeah, we got Cashing a lot of in, baby. a lot of listeners so far. <laughs> so um, this episode's also also brought to you by Benny Hanukkah. Uh, it's an all Jewish uh, sushi joint. Um, so you'll have a uh, there's a guy with a Jewish hat, uh, a fez, a fez hat. He makes you the the <laughs> Jewish the Jewish sushi right in front of you, so you can. Um, watch them use it with all their special uh, Jewish knives and whatnot. So all ladles? the uh, pardon is ladle. Ladies yeah, yeah, they're ladles. A, sounds like a Jewish thing. Yeah, so all all uh, <laughs> the, all the sushi is uh, kosher, of course. Um, so head on down to Benny Hanukkah uh, this Christmas. Uh, they're open on Christmas, of course. Of course. So uh, <laughs> that's. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, they don't care about Christ. Yeah, no, not at all. So, <laughs> um, okay, yeah, that's a that's a pretty interesting place i don't know we don't have any around here so no. brayden do you uh you have a you have a movie you want to bring a movie. in My to this movie show? most hated movie ever of the week of the week it's darkness falls oh darkness falls <laughs> give you a quick little uh i can't remember plot, like anything plot about synopsis. <laughs> oh you're i've never even heard of it you'll know even less okay <clears throat> In the quaint town of Darkness Falls, things are not quite as they seem. For many years ago, residents of Darkness Falls executed an elderly burn victim after two children went missing and were shortly discovered after her execution because no proper investigating was conducted. She now haunts the town's toothless children in the hope of quenching her never-ending thirst for vengeance. Can generic troubled protagonist man... Save the day and bring her to justice. We'll bring find bring. out. <laughs> well, let's hope so. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to get beat up by a burn victim. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Okay, so um, I guess I'll, I'll explain the like the legend of of this. So what I what I described here uh, is essentially how it goes: is this uh, woman Matilda something? She uh, is back in like the eighteen hundreds. She children come to see her when they lose a tooth. And she gives them money. Does she have a name we can refer to her as? I was just going to call her the witch. Okay. She's kind of a witch. She's kind, kind of, of witch like fl- witch lady. Yeah, she's like a witch lady. So children come see her and get money. I have no idea why she does this. It's just like something where like, oh, I lost a tooth. I go see the lady, the old lady, and she gives the, you a coin. The, the town witch lady. Sure. Yeah, but she's just like this nice old lady. That okay. The, the people love. Um, she a fire happens in her house. So this is all narrated at the beginning. They kind of just a story they tell. Uh, fire burns her house. She gets burned really bad, like mm-hmm. to the point where uh, she's sensitive to light. And she can't, she's too scarred and disfigured. Like, she's too embarrassed to go out in public. Yeah, so, well, and burn victims are, like, they're fucked. Like, even if yeah. they survive it or whatever, like, they're, like, highly 
highly susceptible to infection, like their skin and shit. So that makes makes sense. Yeah, and so she uh, she puts a porcelain mask on and she leaves her house only at night. Um, at one point, the children, couple children, go missing, and because everyone was kind of like, "Oh, look at her, she's all weird," and the couple children go missing, and all they jump to conclusions, assume she did it, um, and they uh, they basically execute her. Mm-hmm. And then they find the, they find the children like the next day. So it's like they they made they jumped to this conclusion right away mm-hmm. and then killed her. <laughs> so they obviously were embarrassed about it. Um, so as they were as they were executing her, they took her mask off, and so everyone could see her face. So she as they were hanging her, she kind of screamed out something about how she's going to have vengeance on them all, whatever. She dies, and then the kids show up, so they bury her body and try to move on. But then legend has it that. When a child loses their last tooth, she comes to visit them. And that's kind of the legend of this When thing. they lose their last tooth? When they lose their last tooth. So this movie, does it... Arbitrarily, when they lose their last tooth, no idea why. But this movie doesn't make any kind of... It's not like a schlock movie of like a horror version of the Tooth Fairy? It's basically what it is. Okay, because I'm just looking at like promo shots here. It just looks like a generic like horror thing. It doesn't look like it has anything it, to do with the Tooth yeah, Fairy. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> a horror Tooth Fairy. So um, when I... First heard of this movie. I was working uh, working a job in high school, and this guy came to work one day. He's like, oh, I saw the scariest movie last night or the other day or whatever. And I'm like, oh, cool, man. Like I said, I like horror movies. Which one? He's like, oh, I saw Darkness Falls. And I was like, oh, I didn't really look good. And- I find with – sorry to interrupt, but I find with like people with like normal people talking to them about like movies, it's, it's already a little difficult, but like – Talking to them about like horror movies, like normal people's opinions on horror movies are always like it's always interesting to me the ones yeah. that they, they gravitate towards. It's usually like, yeah, these awful ones or just like whatever or the stupid jump scare ones. It's like no the the general audience doesn't really have a great grasp of what makes a good horror movie, it seems. Like everyone I talk to is yeah, it's just No and bizarre the movies they latch onto in terms of horror. Agreed. And like that kind of spills over into like modern horror where like there's these all these without getting too much into it like these awful schlock horror movies where it's just like the same stupid formula non-stop jump scares like really bland writing mm-hmm. anyway it, it they're made for your your normal yeah i mean this was door. this is a 2003 movie so, this, so it's it's got the 2003 bust of horror jump scares yeah. like and it had was, it had like um like a late 90s type of soundtrack too like one of those like oh hard no. rock sort of oh industrial no. soundtracks it was awesome so um <laughs> yeah so the guy at works like yeah it's so scary i i couldn't even sleep the night i saw it and i was like <laughs> are you serious he's like yeah it was that scary and i was yeah. like yeah Okay, well, sure, I gotta like I I respect the guy enough. I'm like, okay, yeah, I gotta see this. I guess I'd also heard a story of a girl at school. Uh, it was like a friend of a friend who she had to sleep with the light on. She was that scared after seeing this. Like she couldn't after go to sleep. She had to sleep. Yeah, this is what I mean. What's so weird? This it's was like, like when people like, had to unplug their TV after seeing the ring. Like that yeah, like too. you think about back in the day and like people like being freaked out by The Exorcist and whatnot. And like mm-hmm. it's weird to throw like yeah, this like nothing. It was on. A, it was in a movie. This nothing. <laughs> but it's weird to throw like this nothing horror movie into this aspect. Yeah, I'm jealous of right. those people in a way. Like I like I really like what horror movies can accomplish. And I always, I always tell people, I think the best thing they can accomplish is when you're lying in bed at night and you can't quite fall asleep or you can't quite stop thinking about it. Not yes. necessarily because you're too spooked to fall asleep, but you just can't stop thinking. Has about that ever happened to you? Co- No. And that's why I'm just like, not since I was like, not <laughs> since I was a kid. And I, I, in a way, like 
I miss that that feeling from horror mm-hmm. movies. I, I miss that it can make you emulate that. I know that because it, it can't happen for me. There are there's some more thought provoking horror movies that have come out re- recently that, mm-hmm. but I know it's never enough where I, where it's something has chilled me or or, or psychologically yeah. disturbing enough to keep me up. But I got it. I'm stone. Man, you're like a you're like a like a teenager who's like cutting themselves because they like <laughs> need to feel something. Like and he's like, I just can't yeah. feel. I, I like, just I, I like <laughs> if you're talking about movies as an art form i think the best thing it can do is emulate real emotion and yeah absolutely. whether that's comedy action or whatever and, and horror movies should be trying to emulate that feeling of some kind of dread or something psychological mm. and well i've explained yeah. this to family and friends um who don't like horror movies so like they look at me like i'm a freak but i've said this to a few a few times <laughs> where you like, are i don't want to go to a movie and have a bunch of stupid jump scares that's not scary to me a good horror movie is where i go home and like I see something that's so disturbing or unsettling or, you know, I haven't seen anything like that bad Mm -hmm. recently, but something where I can go home and be like, that was messed up and it sticks with me for a while. And I think about it. Or at least something psychological, like some, or metaphorical, like parallel. Like like the great movie for that, that I don't want to get too hard into is it follows. Perfect example. There's a great metaphor that like parallels uh, real life psychology. Um, and yeah, it's like most of the, like these jump scare movies where it's just, they, they don't do anything. They startle you for the hour and a half that you're watching it. And then, and then you go to bed, you jerk off and fall asleep. Like you don't fucking think about it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this movie is a, it's a very typical kind of jump scare movie. So, so what happens, they establish this legend of, of the lady. Um, so the opening scene now, cause this was just like a narration with like cheap animation and stuff. Uh, Opening scenes, the little boy and his mom, uh, he just lost his last tooth. He's all bloody and stuff. So right when I, I saw when I rewatched this, he's like spitting up tons of blood. I'm like, oh, maybe this movie's gorier than I remember. Maybe it is. No, it's not. I, I got my yeah. hopes up so high. I'm like, <laughs> oh, please be good. Because I love it. I love watching a movie mean surprise. But uh, it was worse than I remembered. So uh, he loses his tooth, talks to his mom about it for a bit. She's like, yeah, stick it under your pillow. Uh, they talk about the, this girl he's going to ask to the dance. She leaves. First jump scare, boom, knock on the window. And it's the girl, the girl he was talking oh. to. It's like his best was there his like childhood a, friend. Was there like a trombone or like a, an elephant? <laughs> 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 yeah. like, fucking, I hate that in movies where, the, where the jump scare is just like a cat running across that the hall. <laughs> cat jumped over a car hood at I, one point in this movie. I wish that cats in real life made that movie horror sound when, whenever <laughs> they like ran across the floor. The yeah. <laughs> it's just, but it's just a cat. <laughs> that, that sound just follows them anytime they, they suddenly run. That'd be awesome. So yeah, the uh, girl comes into the kid's room. And uh, they start talking, and so uh, I'm not getting into useless details. There's a reason I'm explaining this. Yeah, you better uh, not. So I they, scolded you last time. Yeah, for so that. They, they talk a bit, they kiss. He's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I'll go to the dance with you. Uh, she takes off, and then he goes to he goes to tries to go to sleep anyways, and then he hears a bunch of rustling and this and that, and he kind of oh yeah oh, oh yeah. So the uh, the girl also mentions before she leaves, she's like, yeah, make sure you don't put it under your pillow and don't peek. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Because that's like the legend is, which he kind of learned throughout the movie is, she's going to come in your sleep and if you, you just don't you look at her. see her face. But if you see her, you. then she kills you. So he kind of wakes up. And what a jerk. He sees, uh, he sees the ghost looking at him and he freaks out, right? So all of a sudden, you're all of a sudden from the mom's perspective. And she's like, what the heck was that? So she gets up and walks down the hall. And the kid's in the bathroom. Another jump scare. And he sticks his hand And all his and teeth her. are gone? And No. And uh, <laughs> they, he, she's like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, oh, there's a, 
whatever it is, creature in my room. She's like, no, there's no such thing. So he waits in the bathroom and she goes into the room and goes, see, there's nothing. And then the thing grabs her and kills her, which I, I remember <laughs> laughing in the theater because it was like, usually the, the parents never get it. Usually they oh, go in, there's awesome, nothing. Actually. They leave and then the monster comes back out after the kid or whatever. The mom actually, she yeah, he like grabs her and like snaps her neck or whatever. So the kid like, well, he goes, ah, and he sits in the bathtub <laughs> with the light on and the thing just waits outside the door all night, I guess. And then it fast forwards to the morning. He's getting taken away by the cops. Everyone thinks he killed his mom. Dude, Anyways. this movie sounds awesome. I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. Is sure this is your most hated movie oh, ever? Cause yeah, it is. So, um, um, sorry, I, I just got to mention here, yeah. like, why do not, in, in every horror movie, like, if you're a parent, why is a kid saying, like, there's a witch in my room or something? That should be a metaphor. Like, you should interpret that, that, like, there's someone trying to molest your kid. Like, yeah. like a, like a pervert's a... broken into the house. They're trying to molest the kid. Yeah. Well, because like, her exact words are, there's nobody else in this house. And he's like, yeah, there is. And she's like, no one else is in this house. And, yeah, he didn't I'm, even say there's a monster. Right? He said that there's too. like a witch or a person. Yeah, he's like, somebody's like, here. Someone's in your house. You're like, holy fuck, someone's trying to, excuse my yeah. language here, but someone's trying to molest my kid here. Like, like yeah. no, there's no one there. Go back there and get molested. Yeah. Like, and I, I thought that too. Because <laughs> I, I was like, man, she should, she should be worried like me maybe it is a friggin burglar or, yeah a rapist or something yeah she's like no you're good see ya going back to bed like <laughs> excuse my language what <laughs> fucking podcast do you think <laughs> you're on here listen here Who not everyone's Norway Norway <laughs> I mean I'm not either that's not how you pronounce my last name so <laughs> so uh, the movie it it uh, goes forward 12 years and um, the, uh, the the little girl who was his friend or whatever She's in a she's in the hospital with her little brother, so the age difference is kind of weird because like she's like in her early twenties and she's got a little brother who's like the same age they were, so she's uh, he's in the hospital suffering from like night terrors and this and that, going through kind of saying the same stuff that that our our kid at the beginning was saying. So she calls him up. They haven't seen each other in like twelve years, and it's like, hey, it's so and so, and he's like, oh. I haven't seen you in you know forever. And she's my like, mom yeah, my got little... killed by the witch. basically. And she's like, yeah, a lot of the stuff my brother's saying is stuff that you said. You know, can... she starts asking like immediately. I haven't seen you in twelve years. She starts asking him about that night all over the phone. And you're like, okay, that's a that's a little much. But eventually, she's like, yeah. He's like, how about I just come come out, fly out, and see you guys? Like, uh, okay. obviously, it sounds serious. So then he hangs up and it goes to like his room and. He's got tons of meds. He's got lights on everywhere because the thing just can't go in the light, right? Uh, okay. Um, and then he's clearly not gotten over it because like, there's all these weird... For some reason, he sketched her face like a million times and there's pictures all over. So clearly the guy's just been like living in utter fear forever. There's like antidepressants and antipsychotics and sedatives, like pill bottles all around his desk. Right. So the guy's got issues. So he flies out to see them and that's kind of where the movie starts. It's it like, sounded like a better movie every sentence <laughs> you say. I don't know. So my, uh, and that's the connection. So he flies out to try to help them. And then I guess that she finds out he's back in town and she all heck breaks loose. So my issues with this movie. Heck, what the hell's happening to this loose. fucking podcast? <laughs> I gotta make up for all this vulgar language. Yeah, yeah, too much <laughs> swearing. <laughs> so what is, what is happening to the world around <laughs> So my, my biggest gripe, there's a couple, and my biggest one with this movie is the, the Matilda, whatever the hell her name is, uh, the witch. She, witch Matilda a, the witch? There's witch a lot, lady. There's a lot of inconsistencies. And what I what I called is she has a lot of molar rules <laughs> with her with her behaviors. I don't know. Do well, you want to define I, I a molar rule? Have, I don't, don't let me define it. I didn't come up with the hey, term Andy, molar rules. Define molar rules. They're <laughs> undefinable. Uh, <laughs> 
it's like regular, like normal, uh, like thought processes. And, 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 and the way you think about them, when you say Mullerism is talking about the Muller, the, the third person on our podcast here, the second um, person on our podcast, ooh, he's moving in on, uh, <laughs> he's moving in on your territory. <laughs> It's it's just the Muller House rules. <laughs> b- bizarre ways of thinking about things that you wouldn't you wouldn't have ever thought imaginable. Like everyone has their own idiosyncrasies. Why don't you? Why don't we start applying like arbitrary like restrictions on things for like no logical I think the first to- one I noticed was uh, when I wanted to watch a Wes Anderson movie like a month <laughs> after we had watched one or something. And you were like, "No, I gotta like no, I don't want to watch another Wes Anderson movie. I gotta wait like six months before." I it was a very specific. It was like very specific number. I need mean, at least six months, man. Like it's like those movies are too artsy, you know. I don't want to watch two thousand. I, I, I understand, like not wanting to watch like a week, like watch a Wes Anderson movie like one day every week for a full week. Yeah, by that you'd be a little worn out by like day three. For sh- I mean, even myself by like day three would be a little worn out. You got to change it up. It's a very distinct style, but like six months, and it just it was just funny because it seemed so specific. Like like you had thought about it, like no, there's a six month waiting time waiting before. We can start the next Wes Anderson movie. You gotta watch, yeah. You gotta watch when you watch one. You gotta put that that director into holding, and then <laughs> after six months, he gets to come out of holding. You get to watch another Wes Anderson movie. Except when it comes to like all the fucking shit we watch. Like when we watched like the Bench Warmers because we thought that would be funny. <laughs> and then either later that, that either, either later that night or like a day later, we were watching like Little Man and, and it's Grown like, Ups. And it's oh, like dude, Little Man was all when it comes to these horseshit movies. Yeah, I remember Little Man, man. Like I was like, <laughs> I remember quite thankfully falling you asleep fell. within yeah, like the first fell. five minutes. Yeah. I was gone. I remember nothing of that movie. I can't. Yeah, I so can't even. Thankfully. I can't even bring it in as the most hated movie because like it's just like it so bad. It's just so bad that you can't. Yeah. I, you got any other? What I don't. I can't even. So a Mueller rule. You're the ones defining all these Mueller rules. So you have like, to tell me what another Mueller rule is. Oh, man. Is there another one that I have? I can't remember. I'm on the spot here. There's a couple good ones that we... Well, one of the... It's like... When I think of a Mullerism, I don't always think... It's not necessarily rules. It's stuff like how you, like, for some reason have seen, like, 10 to... 10... Anywhere between 10 to 30 minutes of every movie, like, (laughs) ever. But you've never, like, seen all of them. I'm pretty sure I've seen 10 minutes of Darkness Falls. Like, I... I I I think you've seen... More movies of just ten minutes of them than you have full movies. Like, that's that's the point. It's just that like I think. they're on TV. Like like I, I mean, back when I lived with my parents and we had cable, it's like you know, like there's always there's yeah. always a TV on. You know, you just walk in, you maybe watch ten minutes of it, then you move on with your day and go to the like. It's like we were watching a movie on. We were watching Ghostbusters. With, my dad was watching on TV, and I was like. Let's watch it on Netflix. Like you can just change the channel. I think it's like four twenty two, and then and then now we don't have to watch the ads. He goes, no, no, no. I want to watch it on the TV, like on the cable box. That's where I want to watch Ghostbusters. So I, I'd say it's my parents' fault. I don't know. I understand. Like <laughs> it's not irregular. Like just before we started recording here, and you were upstairs, me and Braden were talking about Waterworld, and I think I've seen the first ten minutes of that movie. I understand where it happens, but it just seems to happen with you on a very high rate. <laughs> well, but I can I, tell you, I've seen almost all of Waterworld, at least about thirty <laughs> minutes of it. Third thirty-one minutes. But it's of to it. the point where I remember, like, we've been hanging out with other people who aren't like a regular part of our circle, and they commented, "It's like, hey, I remember it was like some some girl you were hanging out with at the time, and she's like, you 'You've seen thirty minutes of the seen thirty minutes of a lot of movies.' Like, she commented on it, and I had never even talked about it. So it's not just crazy me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so, so this witch has so got a lot witch. of so uh, like her. 
Like there's the when I mentioned the inconsistencies earlier, there's a bunch where like so like she can't be in light. But like there's scenes where there someone's like half in the light and she like reach in and grab like because it burns or whatever, she'll grab them. And she's basically like just this giant cloaked figure with a mask. Super boring looking. Yeah. And and she goes, and makes like these awful noises. <laughs> and uh, and then sometimes like she'll get a bit of light on her and she's fine. And then sometimes like she'll, she'll be able to get in light and grab people. And then other times she can't go anywhere near a guy who's barely, he's got like a speck of light on them and she can't yeah. touch their body. It's like, there's no rhyme or reason to it at the end, which I'm going to talk about more. They're, they're in a lighthouse and that's kind of how they get her. Mm-hmm. But the lights, um, it, there's times where it's shining directly on her and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And then other times where it's burning her, it, it doesn't, they weren't too logical with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the uh, the Mueller rules, though. So the first thing was um, the fact that she has this arbitrary rule, and I guess that's the thing in a lot of like legends is like if you do this, it'll kill you, and it's like maybe it doesn't need an explanation. But for me, it bothered me. So mm-hmm. it's like she she shows up, and I don't they don't really explain what's supposed to happen. Like she shows up, and I I guess she's supposed to put a coin on, under the pillow. They don't really say. I think mm-hmm. she maybe takes the tooth, and if you watch her take the tooth, she kills you. And it's like, why does she have to kill you though? She, it's like this rule that she's established, this Mueller rule, where she, it's like, oh, you saw me, I have to kill you now. <laughs> I, I, that's just part of my one of my rules, and I have to do it. It's like she doesn't. Why does she have to do that? Like, because the thing is, this guy, so this guy is an adult, comes back to Darkness Falls. That's the name of the town, mm-hmm. and uh, it knows he's back, right? So like, he knows this kid's being tormented by this thing. He has his first run-in with it, and it, it's like, oh, I, this guy's back. Go, I'm going on a rampage now. And it's like, she can't let it go. She's like, he saw my face 30 or 12 years ago. I still got to get him. It's, <laughs> it's, it's my rule. And I'm just like, get over it, man. I like, do always find it funny when, even transcending movies, when people talk about like ghosts and spirits and the things they do, like opening and shutting doors to spook you. Like, I love this idea of like a supernatural entity just fucking around with you. Like, just like <laughs> pulling pranks like, I'm going to slam the door behind him when no one's home. Like, <laughs> That's all they got can, to do. You can yeah. interact with the world, but it's like, you're just fucking around and like, like yeah, the, the witch lady in this movie, it's like, she's just got these little games. she got to play. You do this, yeah. I'm going to get you. So, so, like, so she's definitely like, she's a spirit, right? She's a this? spirit. So yeah. like, they can't just shooter it's like no they but she can't. can grab you and break your neck yeah yeah okay but she so she goes like in and out of the physical plane yeah yeah, yeah you like, don't really know where she, she feels it like it makes sense and She's then and, through things. and also she can't be touched by light by the physical plane even though she can just kind of yeah why would light rays in, affect her yeah okay like, so what? originally again originally <laughs> yeah. like the legend was like she she got burned so bad that she couldn't be in light like before they killed her right so, um, which is all fine. But, as, but then as why a, can't they a, just shoot a, her? But as a, <laughs> as a burn victim, that's all fine. But if you're like a demon ghost lady or whatever, like, I don't know, just like physical thing. Why not just like shoot her with rays. a flashlight? Like it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, they do a ton. Is that how they, they kill do? Her? And then she could, she, she'll be, ah, and she'll take off a bit and they'll run and then she'll be back and then they'll be shine light. As they go, and it's like really gets really old really fast. Did they at all try and use like <laughs> fire against her? Because uh, I would, oh, yeah, have... yeah, yeah, they do. I'll explain that okay. later. Yeah, okay, they do. So they 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 were a little late on that one, Andy. Okay. Where were, you should have been in this movie. So, um, <laughs> well, I'm just going by horror yeah, yeah. rules, and that you yeah. know she was she died by fire, so you got to use that against her. And yeah. the, and the um the 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 whole like you look at me and I gotta kill you thing doesn't make sense either because when they killed her so like like I said she she had to wear a porcelain mask when she left the house or she preferred to they killed her they took her mask off and part of the reason 
she was pissed off. It was like they, she was obviously out during the day, so it probably hurt her. She's going to die anyway because they're hanging her. But there's also like, you're humiliating me. You're letting everybody see my, my gross face. My I'm going to kill you. You're humiliating yourself. Stop trying to take kill people's you. tooths, you freak. Right. So, <laughs> so the thing is, though, it's like, okay, so she was mad that she was revealed to everybody as she died. That was part of the... Re- Obviously, she's more mad that she got killed. But that was, that's <laughs> part so. of it, too. So she's like, whoever looks at me after this is going to die. But it's like, you're, you're when you're visiting these kids, you're wearing your mask. So, like, it's not like they're looking at your bare face and you're embarrassed again. So why, yeah, why are you wearing a mask? your porcelain mask? Yeah. Because, you're like, you're covering the thing you're embarrassed about, which is why she... she was Anyway, I don't know, man. It's just like this weird thing that I kept thinking about today, and it just pissed me off. Yeah, it... The legend itself doesn't actually make yeah, sense. Yeah, because it's like you... it's like if you're it's if you're wearing the mask, then you shouldn't be upset if someone's looking at you. And if you're not wearing the mask, then it, okay, yeah. it's okay for them for you to be. Man, this is just like my roommate rules here with <laughs> with putting a fan. You know, it's like my my whole idea is that like if you have roommates, you should have a fan in your room that's really loud, and that way you know you have the white noise. And if your roommates are making noise, they have to make a lot of noise to be louder than the fan so it's okay for you to complain then but if you don't want to put a fan in your room and then you can hear a mouse in the hallway no complaints from you allowed because you haven't done your due due diligence here are you saying this loud enough in the hopes that they will hear you saying this right now he's he's gone right now so (laughs) (laughs) but it's like that that's like i i I don't know i'll fight him if you want me to yeah i feel i feel really really strict about that it's like if you have a fan you can complain no fan shut the hell up like no complaints from you so so that's like that's kind of my i feel like she's a really bad roommate this witch she's she's a brutal roommate so she's really bad she waits so the the protagonist not even hot (laughs) could put up with all of this she was so the pro the protagonist's name is i can't know i can't see her find that mask (laughs) maybe she is a hottie so the protagonist's name is kyle and um it was weird because so she waits until he's back to go on a killing spree so if you would so the one thing i'll explain too is he so when he comes back um of course, it's a small town, so like everybody he grew up with is still there. So like he gets dragged to a pub to catch up with an old friend, and a couple of drunk guys are like, "Oh, is that Kyle?" And they like they try to pick a fight with them. Yeah, I remember when you killed your mom. And they're like trying to, they're just like trying to fight him. And stuff. How old is he? Like thirty? Yeah, yeah, he's like twenty five or something. Yeah, he's like yeah. So hey, nerd. Yeah, so they're picking on him, and it's like okay. So what that tells me is that clearly, an event. That the event that happened where his mom got killed and like everyone's not sure what happened, that was the first of that type of event that happened and the last because if she had been on more killing sprees and more people were dying, it wouldn't have stood out to them as much that he was back, right? Because when he came back, they're like, oh yeah, that's the dude that killed his mom. His mom died. Mm-hmm. Clearly, like no one else had any issues where kids and parents were getting killed. So or all else, these kids are faithfully keeping their eyes I guess, closed. Like <laughs> I guess so. So so she waits till now to go on a killing spree because when he tries to tell everybody, oh, it's it's this witch that's going around doing all this, nobody believes him. So he's like, oh well, obviously she, I'm the only person that friggin' got picked on by this witch whose mom died. So that's the that's the weird thing about this legend. If is this like, witch doesn't get hot. Like there's no, no. redeeming qualities here. She's Not a real all. jerk. No so, consistency. Doesn't show up on time. Sounds yeah. like a real Mueller. So she wait, yeah, she waited until until he came back to start killing people, right? Otherwise, this would have come up a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So she goes around just, and then it's like, she, it's not she's not getting kids. She's like those uh, that dude and uh, so Kyle and the other guy at the bar who's picking on him. They end up getting to a scuffle outside the bar and like roll down a forest hill. She shows up and he runs, 
And then the, the drunk guy's laying there like, yeah, that's right, you better run. The witch then, shows up? And then the witch shows up and kills that guy. So I was like, why did she kill him? That doesn't make sense. And then, so the main character's taken off, he's running, because she killed the drunk Maybe guy. Maybe Kyle hated his mom, and she actually is like in love with this kid. Maybe. And she's trying to help him out. She's like Maybe. his guardian angel. <laughs> <laughs> his not hot guardian yeah. angel. <laughs> so um, He's he, just been misinterpreting her this whole could time. Be. Yeah. So he, he takes off, and he gets arrested. And uh, it's funny because he gets dragged into the police station and they're like, oh, man, we know you did this. Why don't you just confess? And it's funny because the way they found this dead guy is he, his body fell out of a tree and landed on someone. So it's like <laughs> he's clearly strong. One guy is clearly strong enough to kill yeah. him and then drag his body up, up in the a woods. Tree. And, you know, all in like a span of like 20 minutes. So. They're questioning him. They obviously don't have any any hard evidence, and they're able to let him go. But the the thing I found funny was um, he's got all the, uh, the, the cops like, yeah, I know about all the pills you're on and stuff. He's got a couple of the pill bottles. You're on antipsychotics, one of your doctors told me. You know what happens when people don't stay on their antipsychotics? They have a tendency to get a little psychotic. <laughs> and the dude's just like, he's just like, leave me alone. Like, and it's funny because he's doing exactly what the townspeople did like 150 years before where they immediately blamed like the freak burn victim in their neighborhood who like liked kid who was friendly to the children. When those kids went missing, immediately they're like, it was her. She took our kids. This guy's immediately like jumping to conclusions and going, oh, you're, you clearly have mental illness. You obviously murder that guy. You're obviously up to no good. You clearly killed your mom. And it's like, it's like everyone in this town didn't learn. So she goes, I mean, that's the point of the movie is it, it sounds like a good movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> Quit defending this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Start um, hating this movie more. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so she uh, she goes around just killing people. Like he he ends up in prison again. He gets arrested again later for supposedly killing someone else. And uh, now all the, the power gets cut. And she goes in a police station. She's just picking cops like Terminator. Rewalks in and mows down all the cops. She's killing all the cops now. Sorry, you don't want me to like great, start though. liking this movie. This movie sounds awesome. You're <laughs> like, it's a ghost right Terminator. You got like. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, uh, the next scene in this movie, uh, there's a ghost Mad Max, and then she pulls up with, like, a quad V8, like, Cadillac. I was like, oh, yeah, that movie really sucks. Starting to side with Muller here. That, that scene in Terminator was pretty good. It's not <laughs> yeah. as good as Terminator. All, yeah. all, he, all the guy does is from a cell, don't look at her! And his guy's like, yeah, right. And as they hear other guys screaming for their lives, yeah, I'll get it. Whatever, I'll see what's going on. I'll and, like, be back! Tons of guys are dying at this point. And they go back and, oh, oh, my God, ah! So the same thing they they just heard three other guys die and yell. So she keeps like she shows up and keeps killing guys and anyway it, it gets out of control. So she, she again she waits till now to go on a killing spree. No idea why she doesn't. She's like been pent up with that kid. I re, I, I guess know, I, maybe I thought I think about like his mom. Like what happened is that like the kid was molested and then he forgot about it and his mom didn't protect him because and then. Uh, she comes back, and that's why she kills his mom well, before. She, she's trying to protect him from the things he couldn't even remember. That's why he's so psychotic. clearly trying to kill him in the movie, though. Well, at the end, maybe she got upset. <laughs> but all for the rest of it, I think that she's been protecting him. I, I, I swear. Yeah, so the uh, anyway, in the end here, I'll explain what happened. So they all uh, get to a lighthouse. Kyle, the cop, uh, the girl, and her little bro, the one who's also being tormented. They get to a lighthouse because all the power is getting drained, and they got nowhere to go. And... Uh, they go to the lighthouse, and the lighthouse isn't working. So they're like, oh, because they're about to flick it on. They're like, oh, must be the 
power set, get the generator, like some generic whatever. So then they got to go all the way back down to the bottom of the lighthouse in the dark with their, like, their crappy little kerosene lamps and like do a bunch of like electrician work to get this thing. Anyway, they mm-hmm. get it to turn on. And it turns on and it hits it hits the witch lady and she's like she kind of evaporates and they're like, oh yeah we're safe oh good and then the main character kind of goes up and she's back all of a sudden mm-hmm. and you're like oh wow that, that doesn't make sense and uh, she she picks him up and starts strangling him and all the other guys she would just pick up and take off and kill him instantly that you know, that never happens when it's the protagonist she picks him up she's strangling him flying around with him taking her time and uh, she he's kind of fighting with her a bit and. The lighthouse, it, the light kind of rotates, so it'll uh, it'll hit her, it'll hit her, and she's like, yeah, a little weak, mm-hmm. not disappearing, not. She's able to actually kind of with, withstand it now for some reason, yeah. and it comes back, and it's like super, it's a freaking lighthouse, and then it, it rotates, hits her again, and you're like, okay, it, what's gonna happen here? So he nothing, nothing more tension building in a movie than a lighthouse no. light rotating. <laughs> yeah, so he 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 knocks her in the face, uh, and her her mask falls off. So you're like, oh, here we go. So you can kind of see her face now. And it's just, she just looks all gross. And then somehow he kicks while he's being strangled and he breaks like the glass of the light open mm-hmm. somehow. And it's still on. I don't know much about lighthouse lights. So I can imagine me. that glass would probably be hard to just kick like at break, you know, like I feel. Yeah. It's, it's, like if I tried to kick like Muller's like when like back porch window here I, I gotta imagine I would just fall backwards I don't think yeah I'd just I don't think he's easily. gonna he's flailing and he goes boop and it's gonna shatter yeah the glass of a lighthouse light so he then is struggling and he flings his arm out and somehow his arm catches on fire no idea how <laughs> he then gets the bright idea to punch her in the face so he goes uh, he grabs her while his arms on fire. He goes, "I see you, bitch!" <laughs> and he smokes her in the face. And then this she, sounds awesome. And then like, her whole, yeah, her whole body lights on fire all of a sudden. Yeah, this goes, is awesome. Ah! And then she evaporates and she's dead. And it sounds like, like the problem. Was she made out of kerosene? I guess, <laughs> all of a sudden, her body's just on fire. Like she's a, she's supposed to be like a specter, like a like a ghost. It, it's, and she's flammable, and like there's no consistency with anything. I don't know. A- Andy's had a really good opinion on punching uh, ghosts. The and punching demons. The demons. I, I, I love in any uh, like action movie or horror movie or whatever, like playing the new Doom video game or, or watching Evil Dead. I just love there's something that I love about like these demonic like beings, like very spiritual beings. They're from the depths of hell. Like there's a real supernatural element to them. I just like the idea of just punching them in the face. <laughs> just, like, yeah. Punching have, them in the kidneys. Yeah, yeah. There's no like, like immortal threat or anything like that. Like, like powers from another world that you can't comprehend. You're just beating them up. And it's, it's especially great in Evil Dead what and Army of Darkness. That? Wasn't it, that was happening in... Uh, Deathgasm too a bit yeah oh, Deathgasm awesome. yeah Deathgasm which is basically very, Evil Dead basically Evil Dead because we had a, talk, a big talk about that this yeah, topic yeah and like I think we were we were ago. playing the new Doom as well and the new oh, that's the new what Doom you're yeah. fighting like demons again it's like this demonic you entity just, and you're just punching them in the face <laughs> yeah like, it's just like, punching it's them a, it, just it, beat to, them up to me for like this Darkness Falls movie it sounds like the uh, the problem is just that they made the tone too serious if they had like lightened it up and made it more fun like like Maybe. a lot of things you're describing sound really funny and like yeah. really fun if they like had played it that way yeah but there's a lot of drawn out like really goofy like when they're trying to escape from her and it gets so old they like, they just keep shining flashlights and throwing flares and uh, i don't know it, it you guys have to. Well, don't I? I yeah. say don't see <laughs> so, it. Yeah. I was about to say if you're gonna say you gotta see it, I'm probably not. Don't watch. <laughs> it's not. Is anyway. Um, 
Yeah, that's all I really got to say. This movie sucked balls. You got a movie? Um, the, actually, I do want to talk about a couple of the people in the movie quick. So it was directed by Jonathan uh, Liebesman. Do you recognize uh-huh. that name? I do recognize that Yeah, he name. directed uh, such blockbusters as the latest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. I think it was just the first Ooh. one. Yeah, just the first just one. Just the first one. Uh, Battle Los Angeles, one. which I didn't see. And the sequel to Clash of the Titans, Wrath of the Titans. So this guy... The sequel to the remake of Clash of the Titans. Sorry, let's yeah. Let's be clear. Like the, yeah, yeah let's be clear here. Uh, so the, the guy sucks. And um, the the two main actors, Emma Caulfield, played the, the girlfriend. Uh, she, she was... Anya in Buffy. She was uh, from like season three to about season, I think through the rest of the show, she played one of my favorite roles in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So she was the only highlight of this movie. She was she was pretty good. Everyone else kind of sucked. Well, I don't know where it could have gone wrong if I'm just looking at the screenwriter here. He also penned such hits as The Amazing Spider-Man. That was the <laughs> one, the, the newer ones. You got to be very specific with Spider-Man. He also did The Amazing Spider-Man 2, that, that masterpiece of the yes. movie. You know, he also helped pen the new Independence Day movie, oh, so Lord. it's a bit of an all-star. Uh, yeah, a bit. Yeah, all-star cast in terms of the, who's putting this movie together. Yeah, and a funny, funny story about the the protagonist is played by uh, Cheney Clay. So it was one of those things where I I looked at his. Um, Fuck is Cheney Clay. I, so I looked. Up, I hadn't seen him before, and I was like, I wonder what this guy's in. And as I clicked his Wikipedia page, I was like. I bet he's dead. Loaded. <laughs> he passed away in 2007. <laughs> well, that's what he gets. He just, he just looked like the type of guy that would be dead. <laughs> I don't know why. I had just had a feeling. And uh, yeah, he, it said he died of sleep apnea complications. What? On his, um, on his IMDb, it did. And then when but I looked Braden, at his, you have sleep apnea. I, I do. <laughs> but then I looked dun, at dun, his, dun. his Wikipedia, and it was that was the original thing. And then it turned out he died of complications. With that and a drug overdose, so oh. uh, the drug overdose probably played a big role in it. Anyway, mm-hmm. I wonder. Um, yeah, probably like at least ten percent of the of <laughs> that role. At least ninety <laughs> percent sleep apnea. Probably ten percent the OD. You had a movie, so you got a fake uh, movie poster slogan or, uh, well, or the, a replacement. Not, I couldn't think of anything clever. The uh, the movie poster slogan is "Evil Rises." <laughs> that's what it is. That's that sounds yeah, it sounds pretty bad. Isn't that stupid? So uh <laughs> I, I was trying to think of one clever, so um I didn't think of one. <laughs> no, I couldn't think of one. I'm like this well, I got two lazy killer, jerks killer two here. Fairies. Hey, I had a great one. <laughs> I just didn't know it. <laughs> uh I would say if I if I'm thinking on the spot here, I'd say um tip your tooth fairy. <laughs> that's pretty good that's it uh, yeah this movie sucked moving on yeah um, oh, can I say one more thing you can I thought of a story and uh, then yeah. you started talking about your stupid Westworld show and I forgot about my, my funny story so we were talking about Hugh Jackman earlier mm-hmm. in uh, Chappie Chappie and remind me of a story so me, me and my wife were in Mexico a few weeks back, back I guess it was a couple months ago in uh, September and uh, we were walking, and this couple walked by us. There was this dude that was kind of covered in tattoos. I didn't really look at him or anything. And she kind of pokes me after we walked by them. She's like, did you see that guy's tattoo? I'm like, not really. She's like, he had a Wolverine tattoo. I'm like, oh, that's cool. She's no. It was Hugh Jackman, though. It was like Hugh Jackman's <laughs> face as Wolverine was on this guy's arm. Yeah. And that's it. Just like, like what, ja- How does he look like Wolverine? Just that he has the sideburns? I think he had the sideburns and the hair. And that probably. was it. <laughs> it was just a dumb haircut. Yeah. So it's not a Wolverine this tattoo. Guy's got it's Hugh a Hugh Jackman's Jackman tattoo. Wow. That's all right. Maybe he's just a gay man who loves Hugh Jackman. 
Yeah. That's pretty great. Well, he can be a straight man and love Hugh Jackman, can he? I mean... Not enough to get a tattoo yeah. on face. <laughs> a tattoo of him on my dong so I can look at him every day. <laughs> um, so we're hitting like 145 here. So we got to... Yeah, we got to... Well, I mean, I can, wanna... I can hold my most hated movie for next week or I can do no, it No, we should, we should do it because of... Oh uh, yeah, so Somebody who my uh, our... my brother just walked in the door, uh, Corey, to be in the audience. Who was? Oh yeah, he co- was, when he called me earlier for us, he said uh, something about us being uh, talking about how much we love Trump and our communists, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like to just wanted to, yeah. Um, but none uh, of you Mullers make any goddamn <laughs> sense. So uh, yeah, so Corey took us to go see uh, Crimson Peak. Uh, I don't know. What I don't think was we that saw that we we were, we were we, no, no, he, 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 made, he made us go see it. He said, you guys got to oh, see yeah. it. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, the right, right, right. three of us went, I think. And did you see that with us, Corey? Because you saw it twice. He saw it twice in a week, which is going to get it. We're going to get into that. Three times in all. Which is insane. <laughs> You're, in, you're a crazy yeah, person. We'll, we'll get into in it. If you guys didn't hear that, Corey just said he saw it three times. Well, it doesn't mean anything. I haven't theater. talked about the movie yet. In theater. Like $50. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into... Uh, let's get it. Okay, so my most hated... I wonder what it is. I wonder my most hated movie ever... Of the week. ...is Crimson Peak, directed by Guillermo del Toro... Um, so, uh, here, let's, uh, what, what's Crimson Peak about? So you have something to say there? You look like, no, I, I thought you were asking me what Crimson Peak was about. It was your fucking movie. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, no, it's a, it's a lead in instead of me like a stupid idiot going, Oh, let me uh, see what I wrote down in my paper and my notes from earlier. Instead, like, I'm doing a lead in so that I don't look like a, a guy who's just reading off a paper, like a moron. What's this movie about? All right, asshole. <laughs> okay. So. After marrying the old-timey Loki, stupid Victorian-era Edith moves in with him and his unusually sensual and incestuous sister. Spooky ghosts haunt Edith, but out of boredom, Edith falls asleep in the middle of every haunting, leaving the spooky ghosts antsy and frustrated with her disinterest. Will Edith... And the audience stay awake long enough to communicate and learn the mystery of the spooky ghosts and Loki's sexy sister. Let's find out. I I can tell you I wish I hadn't. (laughs) So uh, if if I... If I, if I were to kind of give you the overview of my problem with this movie, it's like we have kind of two parts of the movie. So you have this Victorian era, like romance and scandal thing going on with uh, Tom Hiddleston and his sister who they, you know, apparently they are lovers and they're incestuous or whatever. So mm-hmm. you have kind of this scandal going on and possibly, and you know, as you, as it kind of develops, possibly some murders. And then you have like this cool, like spooky ghost thing. So they're in this giant mansion, you know, the, the roof on the mansion, like at the middle of the mansion is totally, there's just a big hole in it. So it's snowing. It comes down in it's like this vi- mansion. It's a, it's a good visual. It's gorgeous. Like it's an awesome looking mansion. You go into the basement, like there's these spooky, like coffin looking things. And there seems to be blood coming out of them or something like that. Like it's, it's t- you know, so you have the secret basement. You have to take one of those old timey elevators down to get to it's totally creepy and awesome and there's like a cool like just walking through the mansion if you look at every room in the mansion and all the detail you have a mystery that is interesting and intriguing right there so we have our victorian era romance and such and then we have our 
kind of mystery house thing and whatnot. So what would be nice is if we had about 80% of this movie was kind of going towards the cool, creepy mansion and the ghosts, and maybe 20% of it going towards this boring romance thing uh, going on. So the problem with this movie is that it's exactly the opposite. And like 80% of this movie is like this weird, boring romance and uncovering kind of like a really basic mystery, I guess. And then 20% of it is to like this really interesting supernatural element uh, in it. So we got the 80 twenties are just totally reversed here. It's a little bit like your Godzilla complaint where it's like, there's not, you know, 20% yeah. Godzilla and 80% whoever that guy was, Taylor Not Lautner. Brian Cranston. Not, not Brian Cranston. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it just seems weird that, like, I, 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 the reason I found it so boring, like, I, I was, I remember having to, to fight not to fall asleep. And I don't know why I fought so hard for this movie, because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I just embraced falling asleep during a movie when I, I just clock out and I don't care. I don't know what kept me. Maybe it was the We visuals. were in the theater. Have you ever fallen asleep in a theater movie yep. with us? Yes. <laughs> totally have. Uh, Man of Steel is the first one that pops to my head. And Clash, <laughs> Clash of the Titans, the remake. I, I mean, it happens. And but for both of those, I embraced it. I don't know what kept me going to this movie. Well, we were like, with you. So we yeah. were making fun of the movie. Or I was trying to. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, but it's just, I think what I found so boring was that, uh, like a good chunk of the movie is just dealing with them. Like the whole reason Loki, Tom Middleson, what the fuck is his name? I don't know. Tom Who cares. The whole reason he wants to like marry this broad is to inherit her like dad's business. It's like, it's like almost all of like a, at least half of the movie gets chucked up it, to like a business scandal. I mean, that is my f- first point is that the first 45 minutes are like, they're not even in the mansion. Yeah. They could have cut that so down boring. to like 10 minutes. That yeah, whole like part eight, of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I just didn't care about it. I was like, I don't really care. Especially it's like this Victorian era of business. It's like, I don't know what's going on in this business. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't need to see the inner workings of, of, of how this guy, how her dad operates his business. And they want to they <laughs> yeah. chime what's in. What's your so dad they, like? They want, they want his fucking money or land or whatever the fuck they were trying to do. And they, they, they take it and they go to the creepy house. Your focus should be at the time at the creepy house. not oh, the. Yeah. I don't care about how the business works. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. It, I, like, yeah. Why like, am I not taking a nap right now? Like, why am I watching this? <laughs> you would have missed, like, just about nothing. Like, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> so, it, yeah, the first, so this is a two hour long movie and it felt like a, like a three and a half hour oh, long ooh. movie. Like, it felt really long. Um, I don't think I knew it was that long going into it. <laughs> yeah, Corey saw it three times. So. I don't think I knew it was that long going into it. So I think that, that made it a bit. Maybe that's why I hung I hung on for so long. I'm like, okay, it's a horror movie. It's probably only like an oh, hour yeah, half, and then like a... it's like two hours and twenty minutes in, and it's still fucking going. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't <laughs> have held out this long. I would have snoozed like an hour ago. Yeah. So so like the first forty five minutes is like a very kind of like. Not that I've ever seen this movie, but like a Pride and Prejudice-y kind of <laughs> plot line where it's like this chick wants to marry uh, this guy that she loves, but then Loki comes in and he's more dapper and like more charming. So then she marries him instead or something. So like there's this rivalry rivalry between like who gets to marry them. And like there's not anything that they're saying about anything in this. Like it's just kind of a boring story about like some Victorian-esque woman... I mean, I'm sure this isn't an actual Victorian era, but it's like, you know, it feels like it, right? Like that. They all got fancy dresses and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're doing the fancy ball, you know, she's getting, she's all nervous about getting married. And then like, 
It's just, it's just so, yeah, like, like Victorian if it sounds boring, <laughs> like it's, 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 it's more boring than it sounds. Cause everything I'm saying takes like 20 minutes for each plot point, like to, to surface. So, um, the only good thing I can say is at the end of that 45 minutes, uh, I don't know if I was at Loki or whoever just like takes her dad's head and bashes it into like a porcelain sink. And nah, just like, it was the broad. The, yeah. The or sister. his sister. sister yeah. yeah. I think so. Anyways, well, you don't know who did it at the time. Oh yeah. yeah Cause she has a mask or something on. Anyways, it's a totally awesome, like gruesome death yeah, scene. Yeah. I forgot about that. that yeah. It's, sweet. it's totally rad. Just like, just, just demolishes this guy's like face into like this porcelain, uh, <laughs> sink or whatnot. So that was pretty good. Um, is that what leads to them getting, is that before they move into the house? Yeah, that's before they move into the house. That's just before. Is that so, what leads into I, it, kind of? I don't know. I, maybe, I, remember, I don't I remember. remember I think the father doesn't like Loki because he has good judgment and like can tell that he's a, he's a dink. So um, anyway, so that's like 45 minutes of the movie. Like I said, it should be eight eight minute intro. It's like you could have communicated all that information way quicker. I would and say this movie only needed to be about 45 minutes long <laughs> with the information that we were given. <laughs> like, I remember thinking, you can be in and out of this in like 40 minutes, five minutes of the log. Just like one TV episode, <laughs> like with no ads, uh, hour-long special or whatnot. So, um, yeah, so they get to the they get to the mansion. She's getting haunted by ghosts. So uh, we brought up earlier the... Or the, the trumpet noise, yeah. or like the cat thing. That happens oh, so man. many. You and I, man, we jumped. There's, oh, it was brutal. Yeah, there's so many jump scares oh. that aren't jump scares at all. Like it's like it's like things that aren't scary that you're seeing, but then like you're startled because like this trumpet's blowing in your ear. Like there's a big freaking <laughs> elephant like screaming. Oh my god! Like it's like like there's a. I think there's a scene. I think it's the first scene because it it does kind of the thing as a child or something like that. And she, she's trying to go to bed and then a ghost comes and haunts her. And so you're, you're looking at her, she's sleeping on her bed. She's on the, on her side facing the camera and the camera's down with her. And then over her shoulder, a black ghost hand, like, reaches over her and grabs her. And it's like, it's actually like pretty creepy and the hand goes over and it's like, at, at, silent, it would have been pretty effective. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh man, that is creepy. Instead it's like, the hand goes over, boom! and it's just like this, this trumpet. Oh my God. Like, it's just like, you're just like falling out of your seat or something. And it's just like, there's so many inappropriate, just random trombone or like tuba, like big band sounds, like just screeching <laughs> dissonant notes for like that typical jump scare sound. So it's the worst. Yeah. I, I think also like on, on the note of the, the creepy black ghost thing, whatever the fuck that was. Oh yeah, we can um, talk about that a African little bit. African ghost. <laughs> I, I think that's part of where I was a little disappointed. Like I'm not I'm not a big Guillermo del Toro fan, but one of the things that he does that I am a, am a fan of is his uh, use of practical effects and great puppetry and just great effects in general. Um, and I thought the ghosts, like the ghosts, I don't know exactly how they did them, but they were clearly like a lot of CGI involved. And I remember thinking it's like, oh, like, because like, this is like opening scene, and it's like, oh, we're not gonna get like cool, practical effect monster looking thing. It's like mostly CGI, and it's, it looks decent. Like, it's not bad. I'm not gonna say the CGI is bad in the movie, but it's not as exciting as if he actually did his regular like puppet. Guillermo del Toro sort of is typically like a groundbreaking visual director, yeah. right? Like Pan's Labyrinth was like, you know, all the designs for this stuff is like just incredible. So it's like. 
um, the thing that I think the main comment that I would put on the ghost is like you have this really cool looking ghost and then all these like black shroudy mist mm-hmm. particle effects are around the ghost that look really animated and it's like yeah I think that's if, what it was I think there was probably still some practical effects to it yeah and it's like if it they, wasn't as compelling as like the stuff he did in like Hellboy and Hellboy 2 which I'm not a huge fan of those movies but the practical effects are great yeah and the costumes yeah. are awesome really great so it's like and I think that my best idea is that probably some of these ghosts had like a just kind of a black costume on that was like kind of creepy and they did digital touch-ups but Mm -hmm. that like shroudy mist yeah they overdid it like the fog that's kind of surrounding the ghost it's like it's clearly digital and it like it doesn't look good and like lots of other movies have done it so instead of kind of like if he had just kind of deleted the 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 particle effect layer on that on that part of it it probably would have been a much better looking or like freakier ghost so anyways so the movie progresses on and she starts finding out, oh, yeah, like maybe my husband's sleeping with his weird sister who's like really <laughs> obviously just sleeping with him and is a big creep. Uh, so she figures that out and then goes to bed and gets haunted or something in the middle of the night. And some more ghosts like kind of run after her kind of on the floor. So there's some cool designs. I think that at one point there's a ghost like crawling on the floor and it's like it's pretty it's like frightening uh, until like a big elephant blows a tuba in your ear again and then you're like, oh, oh my God, like I'm just <laughs> like you're just startled for like for no reason. So um, yeah, so I think that um, the the main thing is that like they, yeah, so they create this mystery and then by the end of the movie when you learn what the mystery is, it's like really boring. Like they pulled a total Lindelhoff like with this, with this movie. Mm, I don't know. They explained what they were doing. Lindelof generally yeah, yeah, just yeah. doesn't explain anything. But just but just the, the 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 way of saying they know how to write a mystery, but they don't know how to wrap it up like in a good way. Yeah, I, I'll I'm, I'll draw that parallel to what you said about Lindelof. But um, yeah, yeah, like like to me, it's like the fact that the whole thing, like the whole mystery element of it, and it's like it, it's all just a big business scandal. Yeah, I get. Yeah, she they married her and killed her dad so that they could get his land or money or whatever the fuck they wanted out of him. It's like, and then that's it. And then there's some ghosts around as well. It's like, oh, like I, I'm actually fine with that that plot element, but not for two hours and twenty minutes or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it was just, it was like, just two hours. <laughs> too much of that. Like, <laughs> no, not for two hours and ninety minutes. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, so um, yeah, like yeah. So it's. Um, and then there's also kind of this scandal where his incestuous sister, you know, they killed their mother because she found out that they were doing it and like, you know, they were, didn't like that or mm-hmm. something. And, uh, I don't know. They were too busy doing it to fix the roof. Like, yeah. so, the, so the roof has a big hole in it. Priorities. And, you know? uh, and then eventually I think by the end of it, like him and his sister, his sister's like, well, you got to kill this, the protagonist, you know, the main chick. Oh, I mean, I, I don't Man, like what a boring protagonist like this movie. Oh yeah, I don't had. Even remember like, what she looks like. Yeah, I, I like that's because she doesn't it. look like anything. She looks like a wisp, like of a person. Like she's an she's mm-hmm. an empty shell. She's just like a a very like plain white. I keep picturing skinned. the protagonist and the witch whenever I think. Of <laughs> but it's like, not her. She's it's not her. Woman. I know, but I I just was so uninterested. I'm actually looking at a picture like. of her right now, and I'm I having, still don't I'm know having, what he looks. I'm having troubles looking at her. And remembering her at the same time, like her face is that forgettable. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to. She got the short hair in that Wikipedia photo. Yeah, I, I don't mean uh, I don't mean to rail on this broad or whatever because I'm no looker either. But like, I just she's got a forgettable. Face. I mean, that's what like the Pride and Prejudice or whatever. Like, that's what you think of like just the most the like it's like. 
when God is making a person, like this is the shell that he has of the person before he starts painting what they look like sure. on top of him. Um, she's like a man. So, she looks like, a, yeah, she looks like a mannequin. Like said, yeah, it's like, yeah. as I'm looking at her, my, my mind is also erasing her out of my head. <laughs> what's, her, what's her name? Edith. Maya. Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it's that Mia. last name. It's Mia. Wisakowska. Wachowski. You hear that, <laughs> Mia? She's one of the Wachowski uh, brothers. I'm sure I've pronounced that wrong. You're on our um, hit list, Mia. Anyways, she's the most boring protagonist. She was really yeah, so boring. Actually, yeah, I think we were talked about this after the movie. Like, that's one of the things that might have made this movie more uh, engaging is if, if it was a protagonist going through these things and being manipulated that was interesting. But she's really, like, just a real dud. Yeah, she, and she's like, personality. she seems like a shell of a person in the movie. Like, because it's like earlier on in the movie, she's all excited to go to the ball. She's living the high life. And then Tom Loki man's like, <laughs> hey, why don't we go into the middle of uh, an empty field where my house that doesn't even have a roof on it is. And you'll just sit there like in the in the blue dark for the next 50 years. <laughs> like, and it's like, like, I'm like, I don't know, like from what I understand, like usually wives get like complainy and, uh, <laughs> you, you know, like they start being like, yeah, we're not going to live. Like, you know, they start to nag you, right? Like, isn't that the classic cliche of like the wife? Like, it's like, no, she's just like, she's just like, well, I guess this is the life that I have now. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. and it's just like this horrible existence where everybody at the place, like, I don't, is there a housekeeper there too? I don't like, think so. A, I think she's, no, she's, just, she's, she's doing everything. Yeah. She, yeah, she's, it's like a reverse Cinderella where she meets the prince, but now she has to like clean the evil stepsisters. <laughs> the classic reverse Cinderella. <laughs> the classic reverse Cinderella. She has to take off her shoes. And <laughs> um, yeah, but she's just, so she's such a boring protagonist. So then by the end of the movie, like the sister's like, well, Tom, we, Tom Hiddleston, uh, we gotta, we gotta kill uh, this, the boring no face woman here. So, um, I think that he doesn't want to kill her, so she ends up. He starts to fall, for, like legitimately fall. For I have no idea why. Um, oh yeah, no, <laughs> but uh, I'm not saying it made sense logically. I think <laughs> that he's just like, well, you know, I think it's like a tr Trump Hillary situation again. It's like, well, you're not my sister, so sure, yeah, I guess uh, you know, I don't <laughs> let, let's keep it. So, um, so then he's like, well, I don't really want to kill her, so she stabs him in the eyeball. Which yeah, is right pretty, in the face. It which was, is pretty gross. Pretty like cool. stabbed him in the eye. Like in the I don't cheek. The, sis, the, sister, the, sister the sister stabs, stabs the Tommy boy in, in slow the motion. Loki mind you, like yeah, that was a. She like slowly walks up to him and slowly puts like this like ice pick in his face, and he doesn't think to be like. Get, the, get that head. out of my face! And, like swats it away, like he's swatting a fly or something <clears> like that. Hey, stop that! Stop! Like he just kind of lets her stab him in the face and. He's Whoops. like, if yeah, it's like if you if you're in love with this chick, like you know that your sister's gonna go kill her, so you should at least like like it seems like he's given up on life, but you should at least stay alive to like yeah. protect your wife, like at least you know I don't know, do something. So, and then things start getting bad from that. They <laughs> start to go off the rails. Yeah, a bit. yeah. This is like nine an hour and forty five minutes into the movie, and um, so kind of part of this thing is like all these ghosts are people that. The sister is murdered over the years. I don't know why they're go why they're here or haunting the place or something, but they are. So then she she goes to kill a boring old no face Edith, mm -hmm. and then Tom Hiddleston's ghost shows up to help <laughs> yeah. to help No Face. I think at that point I was actually like happy that that happened. I was like, well, at least something. At least like, something like, is happening. At in least this something movie. is just like all. Yeah, he shows up. I remember the effects for him just looked almost comedic, and it was just <laughs> like he just shows up to help, and I'm just sitting in the theater and like, what the. 
fuck? Like, he, he's a ghost now? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, and I, I at least got that reaction out of it. So I was like, okay. Yeah, it, it was. Ghost schlock scene. That's all right. So um, there's this, there's, I, I explained kind of like going through the house. There's always, there's all these mysteries, right? And so she, uh, so one mystery that I thought was really interesting is, yeah, they take the the elevator into the basement and there's like kind of the coffins full of blood. And you go, oh, wow, like, you know, whose blood is that going to be? You're like, maybe there's some ritual thing. You know, they're all lined up. They look kind of ritualistic, right? Like they're very well designed mm-hmm. there. And then they get to the end of the movie and or like at least maybe halfway through the movie and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm a clay miner, so it, that's uh, that's red clay, <laughs> and like, and that's it. Like, there's that. that it's, yeah. He wasn't lying it about it. Like, that's the truth. It was. No, doesn't she pull something out of it though? Doesn't she go pull? Some, I don't know. Am I crazy? There might have been something in it at some point. Nothing I don't know. cool Corey, do you, though. Do you remember? Do you, yeah, you've seen this three times, Kari. Do you remember what what she does? She pull what something she pull out, out, of out of it, it? or is, is there a bones in there or something? That a ghost rises out, but I don't. Even Corey, he's seen this three times. He can't. And he's got the most smug. He's got the most smug smile and nodding. Yep. I was right all along. Yeah, it's like like you can't. There's six memories I have of this movie. That's one of them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's um, so... I mean, it, apparently it wasn't important that the ghost comes out of that because they just come out of the floor or the walls or anything. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, Tom Tom guy shows up in like just out of the snow or whatever. Just Yeah, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess he, he seems to have some machine to mine clay. Um, he's like a crappy inventor or oh, something. This, fuck, this whole goddamn story all over a bunch of goddamn clay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, he just wants to mine his clay and that's why he's married all these women and his sisters killed him or... I don't know. Is it an insurance scam? Like, do they, they, I don't know if you can insure somebody who doesn't have a face. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Anyways, so that was like one of the mysteries that I was looking forward to. Like, there was, it was, it was going to be like some pretty cool mystery. And yeah, it was just, it was just like, oh, yeah, the clay here is kind of red. So, uh, you know, I I'll give him it made like the clay made for some nice visuals because it was like, yeah, it, looked it cool. was like thick and and kind of gross, but it also had a nice contrast with like the blue of the snow. Like, yeah, totally. There's some good visuals. I'll give him that. This movie but... has great visuals, yeah. other than the most important parts, like the ghosts <laughs> and uh, the most important parts, like any writing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, I so I mean my alternate movie slogan, movie poster slogan for this movie. Uh, so the original um, slogan on the poster is "Beware." So my that's a terrible. Is it thing. "Beware <laughs> Crimson yeah. Peak"? Is no, that what it's supposed it, it to just be says like? "Beware," and then like no, there's a lot of space before. So it's it. not it's, supposed to be. It's like a different title. font. It says "Crimson Peak." Beware. Like, beware. So my alternate it's like an R.L. Stein novel. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Reader, beware. Yeah. <laughs> reader, reader, beware. <laughs> um, so my slogan for this movie is "Beware." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So beware. Going to see it at all? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so, Beware. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're hitting two hours here. So let's wrap this joint up. Do we have any uh, additional comments here? Uh, I don't. The only thing, like 
my most vivid memory from Crimson Peak, just to touch on it, was just like my f- like the best thing to come out of it for me was while we were purchasing our tickets, there yeah. was a poster on the wall advertising that like every Friday night they were showing like these awesome movies. Like one the one weekend they were showing <laughs> yeah. they were showing Clockwork Orange and the next were showing like Turbo Kid and the next were showing like Big Lebowski and like that was my favorite part of Crimson Peak was, <laughs> was seeing the poster on the way in being like, Holy shit, I can go see fucking Turbo Kid and Clockwork Orange in the theaters. <laughs> shit yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Crimson Peak. Yeah, yeah the Crimson Peak. I take it all back. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, we're going to d- d- delete yeah. this part of the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, you've been listening to Real Movies with Real Men. Uh, good morrow. Good morrow. <laughs> See you later. Safe night. Safe uh, days. Happy times. Happy times.